that's just the way I think the media works in general, right? Not just the, not just an anime, but in manga too, which is kind of like, you yeah, know, we yeah. we oh, we gotta yeah. be a little bit edgy to kind of kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. If they just took a moment <laughs> to explain why Yomi did that to her, maybe like, no, maybe she had. She was wearing a pendant that she didn't have, obviously, but maybe a pendant from Yomi, and uh, Yomi sliced it off of her. Also, cut her shirt yeah. at the same time. Maybe that'd be justified then. But Yomi literally was like, eh, "I just want to." I'm just gonna cut it. Yeah, I'm gonna give me a little cleavage, Kagura. Why not? <laughs> or even like, I always hated that you metabolized food better. Like you're skinnier than me, or something. Yeah. You're skinny body. <laughs> or then I'd be like, okay, I would have been okay to I hit the Yuri then. route a little bit. Like maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She she gave yeah, her like a hickey just kinda, on her collarbone because yeah, of the oh weird pocky God. kissing. That's and then she's much. like, she rips it up and she's like, yeah, you might, bitch. Yeah. She's like, that's my hickey. If you're going to just be senselessly <laughs> like that, at least just, just go all it. the way. Do it. Yeah. Be yourself then. If, if you're going to be really sexual uh, on it, then you might as well give it reason and yeah if Yomi gave her a hickey for I don't it doesn't have to be a good that's reason stupid. it just I want to give Kagura a fucking hickey and I want to see that hickey because that's my way of saying that you're my bitch but now you know it's like well, okay sure anyways A plus A plus though yeah still A plus I think First day of college. Oh man, I definitely know what that feels like going to college. Oh man, I want to join a club so bad. Hey, to hey, Freshy. Uh, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, 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 what's up? Hey, what what kind of club you got? Uh, nothing too crazy, but it is crazy. It's pretty special. You looking to have a good time? Uh, you looking yeah, to make yeah, money? Yeah. Yeah, you like yeah. You, oh yeah. You look like a businessman. You like money. Who does like money? I mean, yeah, I like them bitches. All right. Anyway, don't, don't be too weird. I gotta recruit some people, but let me let me tell you about this club, okay? It's uh-huh. you, uh Sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. So it's called the PRMTB Club. Yeah, we uh, we get together. PRMTB Club. Uh huh. Yeah, we we offer great ways for you to establish yourself as a a like. Like a real business owner, okay? <laughs> you're gonna make money fast, and with it, you're being your own boss. Like it's super cool. You'll make a lot of money. Have a good time. We all have a good time. We all laugh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> best part, you get to sell anything from this catalog. Hey, check it out. Uh, uh, okay. Flip, 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 oh. flip. Anyways, uh, you interested? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll think about it. I, 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 I want to check out the other clubs first to, to, you, sure you know, see. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Money. yeah, it just, uh, can I get like a card or something? Or like you took the catalog away from me so quickly. I didn't even get a yeah, chance it, to look at it. You know, if you're not joining the club, then there's no point in you seeing the catalog. We want to keep business owners from the PRMTB club to keep their own business, you know, so you get to choose. Right. And here, right. yeah, take this card. We'll, we meet in room uh, 57B. Uh, that's uh-huh. in that big uh, uh, penis-shaped building. It's super cool, super nice. We have a good time, I swear. Um, there's no fee. You know, I, I know it sounds like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I swear, it's good. There's no fee. The only, like, condition once you join is uh, you have to sign this, like, super long 
a 26 foot long contract that we summon through like a circle of flames during the hazing process for newbies so it's it's fun it's a really good time oh yeah okay yeah yeah that, that definitely sounds pretty cool I'll, I'll definitely check you guys out uh i'm gonna i'm gonna all check right, out bro. some other clubs all right thanks thanks man yeah, yeah. sure oh jesus christ i love pyramids i love the shape of them all right time to look for other clubs hey kid hey what's up hey talking to that weird over there from that uh stupid club huh <laughs> well i didn't know that that 40 year old still in the college i'm 18 i'm your age oh but okay don't worry about that kid <laughs> look uh-huh <laughs> when you get it to be as old as me you need to be <laughs> you need to get yourself into a good club okay i know that's why you're here yeah, of course so yeah here's my proposal join uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you join the custodial club? <laughs> the what club? The custodial club. You see, we all get together um, in basically all the waking hours and we're not in class and we go and clean the toilets in the campus. Yep. We get in there, we get into the deep into the pipes. You <laughs> get like elbow deep in the pipes. We clean all the toilets. It's great. We all get together. Uh, well, I mean, we as in me. I'm the only one in the club, but oh. if you're in the club, then that's two of us, and we could get all the toys together. Then that's not fun. They they don't have custodians here at this oh, college sure they to do, clean it. I just like oh. sticking my hand in toilets. It's really therapeutic. You should try it. I we're gonna do this this afternoon. You should be there, and you can see what I mean. Do you do you stick your hand in with gloves or without gloves? No, of course without gloves. Like otherwise, I won't be able to. You know. Feel everything. Feel the shit, right? Yeah, really feel it in my soul. You know, I think you convinced me, sir. I think I too want my arm full of shit. Yeah. Oh, well, perfect. We'll meet up in that, you know, the penis-shaped building. But uh, we're in the ball section of that building. Don't go to the head section. That's where the fucking loser is. <laughs> Anyways, I'll okay, see you yeah. there. Well, I have okay, a lot yeah, more people there, there, so I'll, I'll meet you there, okay? Hey, you okay, trying to get sure, with me, bro? Hey, That's fuck Mike. off. Fuck no. off. He likes me more. He wants to stick his head in the fucking toilets like me. No, he wants to make business money with the fuck. What, what does PRNTB even stand for? <laughs> fucking porn tube? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You'd get it if you join the club, dude, and sign the contract. You know what? That sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I want to join your club. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to say, I'm only angry because I wish I thought of your club first, and I, I joined this well, one, but... There's plenty of room. You want to stick your hand towards, too? We could, yeah, like, kind of. combine yeah, yeah, yeah. our clubs. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. We, Maybe, have, like, we have tons things. of toilets in the penis-shaped building. Oh, yeah, I know. There's so much. Way too many, actually. So... Yeah, we can stick our hands <laughs> in the towards and then sell things after that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, and this is why I never attended. What college. does PRNTB actually stand for? What is that? I smashed my keyboard. Okay. <laughs> you have to join to find out. Oh, you have to join okay. to find out. It's an exclusive mm-hmm. club you only, only sell for exclusive people. Of the things mm. in the catalog, then you can find out, huh? But then you have to buy a hundred items from a hundred other different people. Well, you have to buy the the everything in the catalog first, and then you can sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, on that note, hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Power Hour, the show where we have a roundtable discussion on the latest news and topics in the anime and manga world. Uh, I'm your host for this week, Peter, and with me are my uh, co-host, uh, starting on my left, Flinchy. Hey. 
<laughs> and then the man in the middle, Lance. What's up? Uh, we are on episode uh, 102, and we are filming this on September 19th, 2022. Uh, pretty close to the end of the season, just one week away uh, before the fall season starts. So uh, next week will be the, the season finale for our summer uh, ranking board. Uh, you'll get our mm. our full grades of the whole season. Uh, I know some shows aren't completely done yet, but uh, fall is right around the corner. A lot of shows are starting pretty early in October. Uh, so we will be also previewing what we will be watching uh, for the fall season. So it's going to be a pretty jam-packed episode. So I hope you guys uh, join us for that one. Uh, but let's head into the latest news of the week first. Uh, first up, my Jess of Darling has uh, confirmed there will be a season two uh, in production. Uh, they just announced this uh, a couple of days ago on September 17th. And uh, the manga's author, uh, Shinichi Fukada, uh, he pretty much uh, had this nice little picture uh, to uh, show off how happy uh, he is that season two is confirmed. Uh, no date yet on when season season two will be coming about but i'm sure sometime 2023 uh will be the the date for it so it's been almost a year since we've had uh my dress up darling so uh there is enough material now with the manga uh slowly pumping out chapters that uh there should be enough for a season two so we'll definitely see marin and gojo uh back again with more cosplay shenanigans oh yeah uh and then in other anime news uh, Hoyoverse announced uh, during its Genshin Impact patch 3.1 livestream uh, this past Friday that the company is collaborating with anime studio Ufotable for a long-term collaboration project for Genshin Impact. Woo! Uh, uh, the livestream event showed a concert promotion video, which you can check out uh, down below in the description. And uh, I'll play it real quick here for everyone here so they can see uh, what what we're going to be looking at. I'm assuming sometime fairly soon. Maybe not next year, but probably a 2024 release if uh if that's my best guess when we'll see whatever project this is either be an anime season or movie or OVAs. Uh but definitely is going to be a lot of uh projects coming out for uh Hoyoverse and Genshin Impact. I just had a realization as it was showing Hoyoverse X Ufotable. Ufotable. Yeah. Is it UFO table or <laughs> like was that their intention? That's that's, <laughs> that's that's all I can the, see now. That's the joke. I mean, that's the joke. Everyone always is like, how do you pronounce it? Ufotable or UFO table? It's uh, it's UFO, UFO table. table. Yeah, everyone's been questioning. I don't think we ever got a real answer from you that. You think they've so. just given up on it? And they're just like, fine, we're UFO yeah. now. Yeah, it's like the probably. PRMTB club. Just a bunch yeah. of letters put together. Yeah, oh, def- sure. de- that's definitely what they felt like. <laughs> but uh, pretty, this is pretty substantial. I, I mean, Genshin Impact is already the biggest MMO uh, to date. And the fact that they're getting Ufotable in probably the number one studio to throw your money at and, and waste it down the yeah. fucking toilet. Uh, this is big time. I I don't think we're ever going to see this big of a collaboration for a very long time. So, but God. looking from this trailer, it looks great. Looks like a game, like yeah. a cutscene yeah. from a game. Oh, if there's one thing I know about Ufotable is uh, their quality 
stays true throughout the entire work. Because sometimes we mm. can see that, oh man, it looks so good in the trailer, or the first episode, but it doesn't always stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, very curious to see like how true the anime project will be to the story of Genshin Impact. I mean, the world itself is so vast and so big that I feel like you don't really need to do uh, the main story. Yeah, like a one-to-one to the story. I feel like mm-hmm. it's so expansive enough that you can pretty much do anything with um, any of the multitude of characters that you have. As long as you get the right vibe from each character, I, I feel like any storyline, canon or non-canon, it will be great to to see. I'm seeing a lot of, I don't want to call it CG, but like 3D rendering. Uh, yeah. Especially with like the beginning, I don't know, first minute of the scenery. I think that's obvious, but... Like that whole pan shot, I think, I think we've seen Ufotable use uh, a good amount of 3D rendering of the space in Demon Slayer, which is mm-hmm. really sure. smart. So I think they've got a good hold on that. It looks amazing yeah. for its trailer. Yeah, it definitely looks nice. So uh, definitely, we'll definitely look out for that one. It's, gosh, it's, it's been only like two years since Genjin Impact come out and the Has amount of success. Been- Two years? Oh. September twenty twenty. Like five. No, oh, this is like shit. uh right a couple months right after COVID started and stuff like that that Genshin Impact oh. was uh was getting released. So Yeah. But it feels like it's been with us forever. Exactly. Yep. They they have had a lot of success these past two years getting a lot of uh big name actors uh to voice mm. their characters and now to have this anime project go along with it. Uh Genjin Impact is definitely going to be here to stay for like the next decade. Uh, looking I at how when, things uh, are going. COVID was just starting, and yeah, there's like all the news of like, oh, here's the new games that maybe you can play to keep yourself um, occupied while you're isolating. And it was like, oh, play Genjin Impact. Like, ah, pfft, that Breath of the Wild ripoff. Like, who the heck wants to play <laughs> that game? And then I played, and I'm that. like, oh my god, this game is pretty damn good. Yeah. For sure. There's, and uh, waifus are hot. Yeah, definitely changed uh, MMO uh, genre uh, big time uh, with its arrival. So uh, we'll definitely keep a lookout for that. And uh, we'll definitely uh, add it to our, our watch list and we'll talk about it in a, in a future episodes. So uh, finally, rounding out the latest news of the week. Uh, just a week or two ago, uh, Mushoka Tensai's uh, author... Uh, Rifujin na Maganote uh, announced or pretty much finished up the the light novel series uh, for uh, Mushoku Tensei. So I think it's ending on volume 26. Uh, and I think that's getting released uh, later next month. Uh, so the storyline is all, is all done. I think the manga is going to start ramping up to try to catch up to that. And obviously, uh, we will be seeing a season two uh, the for the anime adaptation uh, next year. So he reviewed his plans uh, earlier this week. Uh, he wants to write a new story set in the Mushoko universe. Uh, he wants to take uh, start the story 80 years after uh, the original story of, uh, of the original cast. It's not a direct sequel, though. He uh, doesn't uh, want to uh, do it like that, but he just wants to use the universe itself. Uh, so that, that'll definitely be in the works. He is working on like another light novel series called uh, Orc Iroka. Uh, so once that's done and once the anime uh, finishes up uh, its anime adaptation, uh, we should start seeing 
uh, that light novel. So anywhere from is three that to eight a typo? Years. Is that supposed to be a T in that word? I don't erotica. Know. Yeah. Okay. Eroica. I see it like okay. I guess that's nope, really it, how it's supposed that, to be spelled. Eroica. Eroica. So that. that oh, is. that's it's fucking guts slash um, a Ford. <laughs> yep. So. There you go. I think that I think there's like a couple of volumes of that one already out. So it already Shit, looks I'd... like it's missing a T. Yeah. Just from that cover. <laughs> Is it like yeah. one of those we're talking about that, like one of those like shit posts on social media to get um people to click on it, but the clickbait yeah, is just that they misspelled a word. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I I mean Shit, I'd click on it. I mean the girls are very boobilicious in this and there's a lot of disgusting orcs. I I don't know how you know rated r it gets so uh because we've seen some pretty rated r stuff already in mushiko tensei so it's yep. not out of the realm of possibilities that this could be also around that same ballpark so uh yeah once this light novel series ends and once the anime adaptation ends as well uh he'll start working on that sequel so we get uh more more of that world so uh but with that that is the latest news of the week uh, if there are any news articles you guys want us to check out, you can always DM us on our social media or email us at thewepower.gmail.com. Uh, we can check it out uh, and maybe it'll show up on a future podcast. But let's move into the next segment of our show. This is the Media Roundup of the Week, the segment where we talk about anything we watch or read outside of our top 10 anime ranking board. Uh, it is the usual three uh, this week, but one of them is on a season finale. So let's get started with that one first. Uh, Ruby Ice Queendom, episode 12. Uh, the end uh, for Ruby and Gang, they pretty much uh, finished the storyline up. They got rid of the witch lady. That was very important for this season and this season alone. Yep. Uh, and uh, they did a lot of callbacks from what I've been told from uh, Lance and Plenty of uh, previous scenes that should have happened uh, way earlier uh, chronologically uh, in the storyline. But they decided to shove it in at the very end. Uh, to try to send us off on a good note uh, for the end of uh, Ruby Ice Queendom. So I'll open up the floor to everyone here. Uh, how'd you guys like the season finale of Ruby? Do you want to go first or should I? <laughs> I don't have much to say other than I am somehow simultaneously shocked and not surprised that Lance called the food fight and both <laughs> happy and angry. Like I have... I don't know how to feel. I'm just like, I feel like I've been slapped in the face with a wad of cash, but it like really hurt and it like smells and it's dirty. I'm like, oh, it feels kind of good. That's the best too. feeling. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I don't like it either. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel the same. It, it's weird because um, they did the best thing that they could do in this situation after that. Yeah. Uh, pretty mediocre meh, <laughs> uh, made up story arc um, and they ended it on with the best fight I think in the series unless you know there's better stuff in the new seasons which I doubt uh, but there's uh, <laughs> the best fight I think in the series as far as I know but then they also ruined it because gosh even um, that season 2 fight from way all those years ago 
I feel like the choreography and the way they presented it was just way better than what Shaft translated into their anime. And also, of course, it was the final scene of the of the anime, so they were distracted from the fight with like you know monologue closing monologues from mm-hmm. characters that really kind of distracted from just how epic that food fight is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, even if they do make a season two, which I doubt they will, um, because they just closed, yeah. they just like sold this thing shut so tightly that there's no, yeah. uh, it's very hard to imagine them coming back at this point. Um, that we'll never see this food fight in its like true unsaturated form. Yeah. It, so, the, uh, we watched the original version and it's a lot longer. It's like almost uh, like two, three minutes longer than what Shaft did. Shaft cut it out a lot of uh, mm-hmm. pieces of the choreography. So <clears throat> that sucks. Definitely. Um, I think the one thing that bothered me the most about this final episode, you know, you were saying earlier, Lance, that they were closing the door shut on a season two or a season two, like, you know, uh, continuation. So why the fuck did we waste our time talking to the principal uh, with Blake and trying to set like this whole new like uh, problem? Like, oh, you didn't tell me who you truly were. You didn't want to believe in me. Remember... I'll do anything to defend these students and blah blah blah. And they were trying to like talk more about Blake's past. It's like what 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 do we what are we what are you trying to accomplish when you are sewing up everything else pretty much uh as yeah. tight as possible, but you're trying to open up another storyline with Blake and then that uh that wolf guy came in and they were talking to them about the fucking ship battle and stuff like that. And it's just like I, I I don't understand. Like I don't know who the wolf the guy is. Was. You mean uh? Son. You mean the monkey? Son. Oh, monkey! Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, but so, sorry, monkey. I just saw tail, and I just think. Yeah, he's Sung Wukong. But um, yeah, I you know on paper, there's a lot of things in this um in Shaft's work that I actually like. I like mm-hmm. um to see Ozpin actually talk to Blake. He never ever talked to her, as far as I know, uh, unless he mm. talks to her like in later seasons, but yeah, at um, least not this early in the at fucking this story point in the story. He doesn't interact with her and I actually like that. He um, presents himself because that is uh, very much him that he uh, looks out for his students and he uh, mm. sort of protective them. What I don't like is that he does, like you said, he has the scene so late in the season when the series is about to end. Mm-hmm. That uh, after Blake has already proven herself more than trustworthy at this point, that now we're yeah. trying to like dig up that conflict of oh, is Blake trustworthy or not? It's too little, too late already. Yeah, so, that should have happened when we missed out on the ship fight. Like that could have yeah, been sustenance. For sure. Like what the fuck happened? Right we before were with Monkey Man, we jump in the dream. Maybe would have been better. When like oh, everyone get in uh, get into the dream, and Blake's like, yeah. I want to go in there, and Osmond's like. Hold on, hold on. I want to make yeah, sure yeah, that you're on. really this- trustworthy. We just had, you know, the the shipyard fight with uh, yep. the Faunus. Let's have and a talk real quick there. over here. Oh, 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 yeah. We do it afterward, yeah. and that's so weird. Yeah, it's for like sure. they had this food fight see- scene in mind, like a fanfic of like what needs to be there to make it good. Food fight, obviously, because we want it for the fans. Just like the first three episodes, I think those were the only ones that seem to have taken a direct not copy paste, but a translation, like a one-to-one mm-hmm. scene. A lot of the choreography was taken. Um, yeah. But it's like they made that food fight seat in a scene in advanced and saw that they were missing like this 
this five minute, 17 five minute second gap. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, holy shit. What but, if we just get rid of the shit fight and then put Osmond's speech over here? That's so And bad. it's cherry. That, yeah. that hurts a lot because you cut, you cut portions of that food fight scene. So like if you're missing time, why don't you just animate the full food fight scene? Because I, I, I never watched original Ruby, so I don't have like, a love for the fight scene, a food fight scene that you mm-hmm. guys have. But on paper, I felt like, okay, yeah, that's how you want to end this series, right? Yeah. You want to call mm-hmm. back to all the people that have watched Ruby from, from these past decade, have an amazing scene uh, that obviously, is like chronologically, it doesn't fit, but it's great to have at the end where, you know, you can go full balls to the wall, f- completely animated so we can actually see it's beautiful glory yeah. other than, you know, the, the weird stick figure motion that we saw uh, with the original rooster teeth. But, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of fell flat on that. And it just, that just seems like a, like a no brainer uh, to, yeah. to make that the focal point, whatever happens before that, I don't give a fuck, you know, sew up your seeds, do your monologues or whatever, but that's like a dedicated, like five, 10 minute scene right there where you, you fully focus on that food fight mm-hmm. uh, to, to make sure that people, uh, you know, at least leave uh, this season on a happy note, you know, no matter how upset they've been over the past uh, eight weeks. So, yeah, it's it's hard to say that Ruby, uh, what what is this one? Ice, Ice Queendom? Ice Queendom. Ice Queendom. I feel like it's hard for me to say that this flopped because there's so much like we've mentioned this whole season. There's good and then there's bad. And after watching the food fight, and then watching the original food fight, it made me think about, and like this whole conversation makes me think about that, um, like the RPG uh, graph that shows all your stats or like the Pokemon, uh, per- not the personality, but it's like a pentagram yeah, and it's yeah. like weighted differently. Like if put it bare bones, quality over quantity, like Ice Queendom has a lot of quality, but they've cut back on quantity so much and it hurts it's like it's good but you're hurting me ruby rooster teeth i think at the time the quality was okay but now that Mm -hmm. we have something to compare it to the qualities has diminished but the quantity and like the love that they put into i think shows a lot more and the way that ice kingdom comes off as is just like this is what viewers want i'm going to sprinkle it in for the money like if i can think of it as the in the most negative way that's how i see it Cause it's like, it feels why like did you just make it better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you made this whole story the the way that the dream catcher person is just like, yeah, my semblance uh, manifested strongly because of this one particular niche grim, and we were joking yeah. like that's such a movie trope, which is fine, but it also like sucked because this isn't a movie. So, yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's it's a weird balance that when you put when I think of comparing the two, the ba- it's balanced and it's frustrating because I can't tell which one's better because they're it's just I know sad. it's a real mixed bag. So it's uh yeah, I, I mean, I guess ultimately that's what it amounts to, and I just wish it were better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, that, I think to me that's why it's a flop because. You had all the things going in your direction to make it a success. Like, regardless if you're trying to appease 
original fans of the show, someone that has never watched Ruby before, and this is my first time seeing it, doesn't really get me into Ruby. I think that's like the tough part that like that should have been the goal to begin with. Let's create more fans for this show so then we can uh, continue the, the passion and the love for it. Because like you guys said, it's there in the original Rooster Teeth one. It just didn't just have the money uh, to make it look nice. And now it's kind of like the other way around. And uh, I feel like that's a big miss because Shaft had the ability to do both and they didn't do that. And yeah, I feel like that closes the book on Ruby to ever get another chance unless someone has a shit ton of money. Some Arabian prince just be like, I love Ruby. I need it. And give me another season and then just do it because it's like, why are you gonna do a movie plot in the season to try to get new fans? Like, that doesn't. That yeah, doesn't, for what? It yeah. doesn't make me excited for it. That, sure, it maybe excites old fans because they get to see Ruby guys again. But like, how does that make me a Ruby fan if I'm getting a movie plot when it should be a season plot? It's uh, just a weird <sighs> choice. Yeah, I just wish uh, they could have done it again as a movie. I think that there is still uh, a place and a, definitely a demand for Ruby as an anime. Uh, in America and in Japan too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love to see, I can see that. either Shaft or somebody else give it a shot because it's all there. You have everything you need to make a masterpiece. It's not hard. Yeah. You just need For to sure. execute it well. And uh, yeah, I just hope we keep seeing Ruby um, uh, being adapted in other countries because yeah. Yeah, I crazy. think it's good. It has yeah, potential. it doesn't need to reinvent the wheel. Like it, the the wheel's ready to go. You just gotta fucking screw it on correctly. I think studio, like if if they do another one, I'm sure Shaft will probably be getting that job again. I kind of want Studio Bones to 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 get a crack at it. The the studio that's done uh, Vanitas and uh, My Hero Academia. I feel like their placement and storytelling would be a little bit better suited. And they still have enough anime animation chops to uh, to do the fight scenes because you've seen some pretty amazing fight scenes from from my hero and Vanitas that uh, I think it will fit the bill uh, just nicely for them. But yeah, you know we'll and see. They have source material from Ruby. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with taking the choreography. They've already done it. It's just I feel like they put way more work on themselves to be like, let's make our own story. <laughs> yeah, try, <laughs> like, to, try yeah. to tell Ruby the way we want to. Just kinda, you tried uh, and uh, good effort, I uh, guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, for okay. Effort, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to the next anime on our list. Uh, Ao Aishi, episode 23. Uh, what a way from the season finale, I think, next week. Uh, We'll get the conclusion of for this season. Uh, pretty much, uh, Aoi got the team back on track during halftime. Pretty much told them to stop fucking around and, you know, let's get our shit together. We're definitely the better team uh, out there. And uh, everyone has a good, renewed, focused uh, out of halftime. So uh, I just wrote the floor to everyone here again. Uh, how'd you guys like this week's episode of Ao Aishi? My boy Ultimo actually did something. <laughs> Good on you, yeah. man. Never did. I like how he's been the uh what, what what's the good word? I don't know soccer term, but like Otomo seems like always uh bitch isn't the right term. Wingman. Like, Wingman partner. partner Ibo, like I got you, bro. 
whenever yeah. it's convenient, I'm always watching you and I understand exactly what you mean and I don't question it. As soon as they show Otomo like running in slow mo, I'm like, is is coming? Is the the dynamic duo is coming? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's the that's the beauty of it. The the fucking uh, coach uh, Fukuda, he pretty much uh, told Aoi the the way he has to play and the way he he envisions Aoi to be on his team when he moves up to the team A. It's like this is this yeah. is who you are. Like this is what's gonna make us win, and this is what's gonna make you pro. Uh, at the end of the day, and to see see that little tidbit, uh, really, really is nice. Especially since like, I know Otomo, you know, sure he's on this youth team, and sure he'll probably play professional soccer down the road, but he isn't like a superstar in any way, shape, or form. You know, he ain't gonna be like a number one uh, soccer player in the world anytime soon, but. That's the beauty of Aoi is that he can make subpar players look a lot better because of his vision and his passing and his abilities to get other people uh, involved in the goal. So uh, just to see that little tidbit from from Aoi, kind of forecasting what's uh, what's to come in the future for his uh, his pro career, it's kind of nice. Sorry, Otomo, I don't mean to shit on you, but you're definitely never gonna <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe like a very like two bit pro league somewhere. In I mean, Europe. he's the underdog of the underdog, so that's pretty bad. That yeah, said, I still like to see uh, the underdog underdog uh, pull some stuff. Oh off. yeah, they get shafted yeah, so yeah. hard. Usually in Shonen anime, they fall to the wayside. So you know, enjoy the spotlight <laughs> while you can, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, you'll be outcrapped entirely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially when they go like the whole like. Under seventeen, all Japan club. He'll definitely be in the peanut gallery, <laughs> oh, watching yeah. the best players, oh, no. best Japanese players play. And he's gonna be like, "I'll be there someday." And then, and then, you know, ten years later, he'll be on the bench. But he's gonna be like a really good bench player. Yeah, uh, for them. Mm. he's like only there for Aoi's beginning, and then he's on the bench with Toad Eyes, and they're like, exactly. "Remember our training that we I, did I that one see time." I, I definitely see him being like a gatekeeper for the, like the national Japan team, where like. You want you want to be on this team. You have to be at Ultimo's level, and then uh, it's That's like, okay, cool. You're at Ultimo's level. You just got you're at the start line, motherfucker. And now here's the real, uh, the best eleven mm. for Japan, and then you're like, oh shit, they're way mm-hmm. better than Ultimo. And Ultimo is just like, all right, time for me to go back to uh, training the beginners again. I feel like that's the kind of role uh, he'll get down the line. So I think right, I can Ultimo. see Ultimo being a coach. Like in the future, just from like our first meeting yeah. with him, he he like calms down. He's like talking with people, and we got to see the uh, coach for this rival team who used to be a student. Yeah, definitely a possibility. A lot of uh, past players, once they retire, uh, they become coaches. So, but it's a whole different ballpark too. But I, yeah, I could definitely yeah. see Otomo uh, being a coach. I, I, I want that for that him. capacity. I think, I think he'd be happy. Yeah, just being around soccer, I think in general is uh, it's a it's a good enough uh, lifestyle. So, uh, okay, let's finish up media roundup of the week with summertime render episode twenty three. Uh, I think there's twenty five episodes this season, so we're not uh, at the season finale for next week. Uh, but a lot of stuff did happen. We went into this weird uh, time stopped shadow world uh, and pretty much uh, got the gist of how Heine or Heine's been being controlled by Shide 
and now there's like two Hainais essentially and we have the good Hainai and he has the other Hainai that he's controlling and a uh, big fight uh, at the in the sky with Ushio and Anshide, uh, but it looks like we're gonna get the upper hand and we're gonna uh, come out of this alive, hopefully. But uh, I'll put the floor everyone here. How'd you guys like this week's episode of Summertime Render? Wow, that fight like popped off. Um, and so I know we've happened. seen like some crazy fight choreography in this anime, which I wasn't really expecting. Like from, mm -hmm. I said this while we're watching from episode one. If you told me we would get these kind of fight scenes in summertime render, I'd be like, what anime are you watching, man? That's the thing mm -hmm. about yeah. that. But man, like they were high flying, like full on. Um, it was like superhero level. Yeah. Uh, power that we're talking between the fighters, but uh, it looked great. Um, it didn't really, uh, slow down either the it was a great fight yeah just constantly progressing we take a break to talk to um hiruko in ushio like the actual child uh yeah mm -hmm. and Haine's ugly baby shadow thing and yeah like we're constantly learning about shadows still yeah like even though Haine is technically part. the huge exception but it's it's always an experience every episode every week yeah never a dull moment they they definitely keep resetting the bar over and over mm -hmm. that's definitely what it feels like because after that amazing like team battle that we had against uh, Shide and Haine to like you know get to this point I was like okay maybe the last couple of episodes is definitely going to be the cool down and we're going to talk a lot and have a lot of monologue and kind of like fully explain all the little uh plot holes we had left uh to finally sew it up and then you know we do our bullshit shadow magic to kind of end things uh but to continue to explain the plot and to continue to have fight scenes uh and in, in this late in the stage it's uh it's impressive you know like we've seen it all right with with uh with authors of their works when when the when the story's ending you don't want to go too crazy because it might be so crazy it'll turn people off. You just want to stick the landing to be safe. Uh, but it definitely feels like uh, we're going to try to go off the rails uh, and not to be safe with their landing. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see these last two weeks and uh, what's going to happen uh, with the crew. Uh, okay. With that, that is the media roundup of the week. Uh, let us know if there's any animes or mangas you guys want us to watch or read. Uh, we can always check it out. And uh, maybe it'll show up on a future podcast. Uh, but let's take a break from all the anime talk and play a little game that we like to play here on the We Power Hour called Take 5. Here's how the game works. Uh, every week, we choose a topic uh, to discuss on. There are five items pertaining to that topic. Uh, we put five minutes on the clock, and then we spend uh, anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes convincing each other what is the best and what is the worst of uh, that week's topic. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad this week, but we'll definitely see how it goes. Uh, here's the topic uh, for this week's Take 5. First thing you want to do when you arrive at an amusement park. Uh, so here are the five uh, things to do. Eating food, riding a roller coaster, buying souvenirs, playing carnival games, or watching a show. Uh, so I'll put five minutes on the clock and uh, let us discuss what you will want to do when you arrive at the amusement park. 
yeah. I only go to amusement park once I'm hungry. So I think by default, eating food is the first thing. Very few exceptions to not eating food first. What's the best food you guys have ever gotten from like amusement park slash, I guess, carnival, blah, 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 festival again? Oh, the food sucks. Like, it's awful. (laughs) You never had good food, huh? But, you know, there's only so many opportunities to eat shitty carnival food that it becomes special just because of the occasion. So it's more like, it's kind of like decorating a tree. Like I think it's a pain in the ass, but also I only do it once a year. So I might as well do it. Right. (laughs) So yes, I do eat food first. There's this, um, you might know this Peter at, um, I think it's knots. There's a burger Mm -hmm. joint, like a huge one near the entrance. I forget the name. I don't remember um, name either, but it's like their one. own I, thing. Yeah, it's not Knotts. It's like a yeah, it's like a chain. Oh, is that it? they just set up in Knotts Berry Farm. Yeah, they. Uh, it's like an old timey burger place. They sell malt milkshakes. They sometimes the waitresses oh. go around in rollerblades. Um, oh. I want to say the name has the word rocket the in it, but I honestly, I don't Johnny know. Johnny Rocket. Too- Johnny Rocket. Yes. Yeah. yeah that has to be it. Yep. I totally forgot about uh, that. That's yeah. probably the best food I've had in an amusement park. Cause fuck Disneyland food. Super expensive. I'd rather get the, um, the, uh, churros. Ever had churros. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, no. say. I mean, yeah. Churros about is food good. though. Uh, Disneyland, like, like uh, yeah. snacks and desserts are, incredibly mm-hmm. good but the regular food itself it's kind of that seems way overpriced i've never had it at um i always get like lance was saying carnival food churros maybe dipping dots like as a kid that was my shit mm. yeah dipping dots oh my god i like dipping dots too um when i think carnival food i think of corn dogs um the corn mm. the cob um Oh, turkey leg if you're at disney turkey leg yeah but that sucks i Dude, hate it that sucks. Dry. it's so dry and there's too much i need like starch to go with it or something yeah. need yeah. like coleslaw or some shit or like a tub of gravy at least i mean it'd be nice if they make it into like a like a nice bite-sized like turkey sandwich with like some gravy in it yeah but uh, and it would so be, be like 35 dollars if they made it into a sandwich yeah and i'll be okay with crazy. that because that's the reason i'm going to a music park is to blow my money away so it's only going to happen once and definitely we definitely have to go to uh orlando florida or orlando uh walt disney world disney world um because the food there is like astronomically different to 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 california's uh disney world because they have a a section called epcot which is basically like their little uh around the world globe uh area so they have like restaurants from different countries pretty much in a circle so you can start at the beginning and then work your way around going through all different sections of the world through all these restaurants oh, and eating at the restaurants there. So, uh, yeah. I feel like that Sounds would have been great. a better spot. So, But I heard uh, Florida's pretty, what is it? Not, is it humid? Yeah. Like it's very murky. Yeah. And gross. It's disgusting. You're, you're constantly sweating when you're just sitting there trying to relax. I don't so. know if I want to go anymore. You just have to go at a time that is not sweaty and humid. Good luck. More people. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people everywhere. <laughs> so, but it's good to experience one day. I, I think it was 
worth it. Not for me, roller coaster rides obviously doesn't ever work worth any uh mm. anything for me in amusement parks, which is like ninety five percent of the reason people go yeah. is to ride the rides. Uh but I can't ride uh, a single ride without uh wanting to gouge my eyes out and jump off a building. So uh yeah. So next on the list is buying stuff, right? Instead of writing. <laughs> Well, usually, I don't know about you guys, but riding roller coasters for me is like dead last. So yeah, I could honestly it's take the same or leave for me. It. Okay, so we're all uh, if I'm with one, somebody, then. then you know maybe I'll go for their sake to just be with them. But I would never be. Wow, I can't wait to go on the zipper and die. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw up for my sure. turkey leg. Yep, yep. I, I'm always the designated uh, bag purse holder backpack holder uh for any amusement park slash carnival group get together because i'm just like yeah no i'm not i'm not riding a single piece of shit ride i i even the fucking ferris wheel looks uh daunting to me i've never been a ferris wheel before but it looks okay well like the ferris wheel is fun but it's over so fast after you stand line for like 20 minutes oh really yeah that's also yeah. the thing like some of the rides that are that I would be willing to ride are so short that it was just like, well, I could have been doing other stuff like playing carnival games and getting uh, tickets and prizes. What happened to those guys? When did food. we get old and boring? Like I've always ten, been like that. Ten years old. <laughs> I remember I used I to like love rides. roller coasters. And then somewhere at 10, everything just like flip of a switch and motion sickness started kicking in. And then mm-hmm. you're like, nope, no more riding roller coasters for you. And I'm like, Ugh. I just hate the feeling. I'm not, I don't think I'm scared of heights, but it's that feeling. It's first of all, like the going up and the anxiety. Like once you're going up and up and up, it's so much that I'm the only one screaming. I've I've been to an amusement park with Avery once and I had to let him know like, hey, I know you haven't heard me really scream or like be scared. But here we go. But I I scream a lot. And we went on this Viking, (laughs) uh, the Viking ship. Ooh, I was the, the one only that one screaming. And <laughs> yeah, and people Ooh. were laughing, and Avery was laughing really hard. And I'm like, stop, ah, stop laughing. And he's like, I can't. I just didn't expect it. I'm like, this was embarrassing. Yeah, I never want to do this again. It's the is that inertia feeling when you're falling. That's that's the the yeah, one thing I hate about roller hate. coaster rides. That's why I, I I like flying planes, but I that's the one thing I hate the most is the uh is the landing because. So, you know, some, some, some pilots, they landed pretty nicely, but some of them are just like, okay, we're going to start dropping, uh, in altitude and we're going to start landing pretty soon. And then just start like just free falling. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like throwing up. Cause like all my organs are like slowly coming up into my throat and I'm ready to just huck out, uh, all my organs that I need to live. Uh, but I heard buying souvenirs at two. That's my shit. For me, I usually watch a show because that sequentially happens right after I buy food and I sit down to watch a show. Oh, very smart. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily like a, oh, wow, I got to watch the show. It's more like, right. well, it just, just happens. I just need yeah, someone to it's sit. Just, yeah, it's just necessity of I'm going to sit. And uh, I like to have my eyes preoccupied when I have my mouth eating things. So... Uh, it's just kind of like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-mm-mm. Dinner and a show. Indeed. I don't think I've ever really seen a show. I've 
I've been a part of shows at amusement parks because I was in orchestra and we would travel to like perform. Oh, but every nice. time I've been like on our own, there hasn't been a show or maybe there was and we're just like not there. I'm usually sitting with friends and we just talk and eat. Talking. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the majority. Every time I've been to like uh like uh, or the LA Carnival and stuff like that, it's always uh, the hypnotist mm-hmm. show that we would go watch cuz oh shit. Man, oh, white people shows. white people love to get hypnotized on stage in front of their friends and family. It's fucking ridiculous how many times uh my ex-girlfriend be like, we have to, we have to go watch a hypnotist show. We have to go watch. And I'm like, it's the same every year. He says the same <laughs> prompts. It doesn't change. And she's like, no, we have to go watch it. And she always, uh, she had this one friend that she says it's her best friend for like 20 plus years. But I swear to God, the way they treat each other, it feels like they hate each other. Uh, and she always eggs her on to do the hypnotist show like be a part of the show (laughs) and she's easily hypnotized and then we literally buy multiple dvd copies of that show at the end of it wow she has uh ammo to show her embarrass her in front of other people uh because she does some pretty uh stupid things up on stage uh for the hypnotist sounds like something john and kai would do john being like kai you should she get up on there i feel like kai would be very easy to hypnotize Seems it would be disappointing if he wasn't honestly i think i would be like oh man everything i i my predisposed knowledge and assumptions and impressions of hypnotism should work on kai but if it doesn't then is it really just all a lie i've always wanted to get hypnotized what was that what was that i've always wanted to get hypnotized i've always raised my hand i haven't gotten picked and you know We'll, I kind of want to know if it's BS or not. We'll, we'll get there someday. I, I, I definitely want to see. Because uh, uh, just, uh, just, the, just the idea of it is just so interesting. Just uh, It's not like they're tricking you to do something you don't want to do. It's like your subconscious and your your deepest feelings of like how you feel on whatever subject. So you kind of do want to do that, but not... Uh, publicly so uh it's very interesting to see psychology was uh how does this look your top five rankings surprised you guys don't like playing carnival games i feel like that's uh i do i like that's them a thing a lot. all of us all nerds like to do is play carnival games and win stuff animals and blah 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 well i don't actually like playing carnival games because i usually am pretty good and then i just have a whole bunch of toys that I don't want. Uh, don't know what to deal with, yeah. Yeah, so it just kind of collects and so I don't actually like playing carnival games. Ah, okay. You will when you go on dates. You're like, hey, I'm pretty good at carnival games. Want a big fat teddy oh, bear? You wow, want that man. minion doll? I'm so cool. <laughs> Look at the way that I threw the ball at the bottles. Ooh, yep. I can knock down milk jugs all day, every day. <laughs> I can shoot the water in the in the, in the clown's, clown's mouth. mouth. Real, <laughs> real good. Yeah. Look at me Wink. beat all these seven-year-olds who can't hold the thing and their parents got to help and them. And the sucky thing I is them up. once I get the toys, then I have to carry them the whole time. So it's I can't like go on rides because then it's cumbersome. Yeah, and, or hmm. eat food because I'm holding the food. So yeah, carnival games. <laughs> if we're talking about chronologically, what I do if I have to play carnival games, it's the last thing I do. Okay, hmm. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, usually, 
when I play carnival games and I get a whole bunch of stuff, I just like I just find uh, kids that don't have any toys. They didn't win anything. I just give it to them because I'm just like, oh, I would do that, but I hate kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would do okay. that, but okay. I That's like smart, my toys. Though. That's mine. Yeah, I, I can't justify it because like I used to live in like a fucking four by four to Tommy Matt size uh-huh. room and it's just we just had so much shit in that room that was just like we get stuffed animals and all the other jazz. It's it's ridiculous. Like half the room was a dog bed and and his box of toys. And the other half was the bed. I was like there's not enough room for anything in this room. Uh okay. Sounds like we're in agreement for uh these five uh in this order so here are the results very unqualified to do this list like i feel like nobody else would have this list this way well i think the eating food part was correct i i I think i think a lot of people like to to eat carnival food or amusement park food uh if you're asking like a child then they'll probably want to go on the rides first i think a child would say the roller coaster first and then games, and then when they're tired, let's eat and watch a show, and then buy souvenirs and go home. On your way out, yeah. If I had That's to guess. like yeah. traditional family, mom, Ew, fam. dad, maybe the grandma, the, the cousins, the grandpa, and then the kids, the kids leading the show, and the parents fam. are just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever pack your own uh, lunches uh, yeah. for a music park? No, that's uh, weird. Oh, okay. You're weird. Sorry, I guess that's just a poor Asian family thing. Yeah, it's to do. A, yeah. We want to save money, so instead of buying a meal there, you buy snacks and then you eat your bun mi or your kimbap that you put oh. in your. Uh, oh wow! I'm sorry. Baggie. That has never ever occurred to me because oh, yeah, I that sounds just a pocket bad. <laughs> that that's that's just what we do to save money. I remember Good we Lord, go I'm we go so Disneyland. Ignorance of uh, reality. Uh, Disneyland one time a year with the whole family uh, back in the day and it's very expensive you know trying to bring a yeah. fucking full Vietnamese family of just like 20 20 30 plus people so we gotta save money somehow so, so I remember my dad box. got designated with a backpack and he would carry like 40 50 uh, banh mi sandwiches in the backpack nice and Damn. he would just lug this fucking fat backpack around and then when it's lunchtime you know we'd we'd we caught them up. We got all Bonnie's the fucking, out. yeah, the banmi's out. We got the sauces and everything. We even got the garnishes in in different bags and stuff like that, and and a knife in there uh, to cut it all. So it's just like, yeah. Whenever just, we went to uh, we field trips, at least the ones that warranted like packing a meal, I guess in our standards, um, <laughs> uh, everyone was mostly in my school either Asian or Hispanic. So all the Asian kids would like get together and it's just so interesting to see everyone's foods. I had one friend who would bring, um, it wasn't kimbap, so like uh, seaweed with rice. And for, mm-hmm. with Korean, it's like spinach, a daikon, pickled daikon, and like some kind of meat or like Ooh. carrots, right? That's what the Korean kimbap was. But her aunts would make it with the, um, the pork uh, like shred like fuzz, like the fuzzy oh, dry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know the name. Know uh, yeah, I don't but remember yeah, the she name would, for it. Oh, I, I remember seeing that like, what the fuck is that in like fifth grade? Only knowing Korean food and like restaurants. I mean like, what is this abomination? What the fuck? And I eat it. I'm like, 
this is good. It's so good. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's so and then some good. friends would have bun mees and I'm like, mom, we got to get bun mees. Yeah. I remember my dad having to wake up early in the morning to go, go to like Lee sandwiches and having to yeah. put the, put the massive order in so we can uh, have food for Disneyland. So that's uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but Okay, here you go. Your take five results for the first thing uh, we would do uh, when we arrive at a amusement park. Uh, coming in fifth place, riding a roller coaster. Uh, fourth place, playing carnival games. Third place, watching a show. Uh, second place, buying souvenirs. And then in first place, eating food. Uh, so let us Woo! know down below uh, what you would do uh, when you arrive at a amusement park for the first time and uh, how would you rank these uh, five items. Uh, but... Uh, enough with that game. Let's get into the meat of our show with the anime ranking board uh, for the summer 2022 season. Uh, before the season started, we watched all the trailers for all the shows that are going to premiere this season. Uh, we handpicked six animes uh, to include to our top 10. Uh, a little different this season because the other four animes that are in our top 10 are uh, chosen from each host uh, to include uh, to battle for We Power Our Supremacy week in and week out. Uh, our show has held up pretty well. We've been mostly in the top half of the board, but there is one show uh, that has dominated uh, quite a bit uh, over these 11 weeks. Uh, but I digress. Let's jump into week 11 of the summer 2020 season. Uh, as always, I'll read the bottom half of the board's grades first, and then we will jump in with 20 minutes on the clock uh, to discuss anything on this bottom half. Uh, so let's get started with... 10th place, uh, Isekai OG Sun, uh, with zero points. Only reason is down here because of, uh, the COVID problems that they have there. Uh, so again, no, no news came out from them, uh, when they are going to restart, uh, production on the other five episodes I think they had, uh, for this season. So, uh, we'll just continue onwards to, uh, the true 10th place, but it is in ninth place. Uh, Devil's a Part Timer, season two. Uh, with a total of one point, I think the the same as last week. I don't remember. It was zero points. Yeah, I gave it the one point the one, last week. It was the one point last yeah. week. Okay. So, uh, sorry guys, that's my fault. I guess I'm the one who fucked up on that one because the grades are <laughs> F minuses from uh, Lance and no, Punchy no, and clearly you me. must see something special in this episode to to like not condemn it to death. You know. Oh man, I can't wait for you to hear my reasoning. Uh. But let's continue on with the rest of the grades. Uh, eighth place goes to Engage Kiss uh, with nine points uh, with the grades D from uh, Lance and Plinchy and then F from myself. Uh, 31 points goes to Parallel War Pharmacy for that seventh place spot. Uh, the grades B minus from Lance and then B pluses from myself and Plinchy. And then for a season finale uh, and a sixth place spot, Tatami Galaxy comes in with 38 points uh, with the grades A minus from Lance and then A's from myself and Plinchy. So 20 minutes are on the clock uh, and let us discuss anything on this bottom half of the board. So what stopped you from taking Devil's a Part-Timer out back and shooting it? Okay, that was my bad. I, I only gave it the F. This goes for Engage Kiss too. I blacked out. I don't remember uh, anything that <laughs> happened on it. The it. benefit of the doubt. So I felt kind of <laughs> bad that if I can't, I specifically choose a reason of why it's shit so bad mm -hmm. to give it F minus, but I definitely know it doesn't deserve anything past an F. So I gave it the F, but I honestly, for the life of you, it was like, like uh, 
eh, like a half-hearted uh, just, haymaker uh, hit. Yeah, like it. I can't even point out what's bad about it because it's been just so bad over the the course of the season that it's just kind of like. I'm like grasping at straws. It's not even like funny anymore trying to find bad stuff that's happened in yeah. this show. It's like, it's been the same problems over and over. They like, we got the side couple story for some reason. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, this is the time to do it. The um, second, what second to last episode. This is uh, exactly yeah. what we want. Exactly like, what we just need. To decompress on is uh, Ash, uh, whatever her name is liking. Ashia. Ashia. Yeah. Yeah. Mao wants a TV. Oh god, yeah, that, that was that so drove me. Weird. That drove me nuts, man. Like I can see where they're coming from. I feel like if this was that scene was in first season when uh they had animators who cared and uh you know, presentation that was if they presented it the right <laughs> way. I think it could have been funny, but my God, it was like just what is the correct word? Uh, colorblind? I don't know. Tone deaf. You, you, tone deaf. Yeah, like tone just deaf. Fundamentally, not understanding how to execute it, how to deliver a joke. I I feel like this should have been what we started out season two with, because this is a very Mao Sama type storyline, yeah, right? Total, like the most yeah. standard bullshit scene. I want a TV so I can be better at work. But in reality, I want a TV because I want a fucking TV. And Asha's yeah. like, no, mm-hmm. we can't afford yeah. one. Here's all the justifications for why we should have a TV. And they're all yeah. bullshit. Exactly. And then, you know, some wacky stuff happened and we get the TV somehow with like a lot of complications, like the most complex way to get the TV. But we got yeah. a TV. It's, such it's a not the best ass. TV. It's probably like the worst TV we've ever seen known a man. But it yeah. is a TV, nonetheless. Uh, and we're happy with it. And that's how se- season two should have started off with. The whole cockroach thing, the baby itself. Like, I've been okay with us meeting the baby maybe midway through the season, to be perfectly midway, honest. Yeah. Ease us into the life and yeah. Well, the thing is, like, this arc is, this arc is very short. Like, we're kind of done with the arc. Like, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but there's, like, really oh, no, no other we're part totally of the story. We're, we're done. Yeah, it's over. So these like this episode and next two weeks is going to be filler. just random, yeah, high, yeah just episodic filler, episodes. Yeah, not like not important slice of life stuff. Yeah, and that's should have what we started out with, just to kind of like, hey, you haven't seen Mal Sama in like ten years, which you probably haven't. Uh, then let's ease you in. Like this is what you. Uh, missed out on on season one if you haven't watched season one. Three episodes. Of just funny hijinks of, you know, Mao Sama just trying to be a human being in the real world, you know, like a reverse isekai. Because 10 years later, that's still kind of not a very popular uh, theme and genre to hit, the reverse isekai. It's always isekai, 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 video game isekais, you know, like how do we how do we reinvent that genre? But the reverse isekai, you know, that that's still kind of a, a new thing to in 2022. Uh, but didn't didn't do that. Tried to hit the ground running with the the story arc, and now we're here, pissed and kind of disappointed. I think that what the main thing that I think is missing, it's kind of like when you uh, taste like a stew, and like oh, like everything's there, and it's definitely stew. But then you notice, hey, there's no salt in this thing. What's up with that? 
<laughs> it just doesn't have like that flavor to it. And um, no what spice. I realized is that Mao no longer pretends like he's going to take over Japan. And uh, mm. I feel like that is such a core component to the humor. And it's in the title, devil is a part-timer. I don't see yeah. Mao as a devil anymore. He's just a normal poor right guy. Too. He's a human. Yeah. yeah. And that's boring and normal and it loses his personality. And I, you know, if one of those reasons I don't remember, but I don't think he had any, uh, none of his reasons for wanting a TV was I need it to, uh, I need to spy on these uh, pathetic humans, you know? Um, yeah. He so was be just better at his job. I want to watch TV with Alice Ramos. And I'm like, ew, you're such uh, a boring dad now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. such a normie now. What happened to you? You're so cool before. Yeah, it's just parenthood. You're definitely right. It's uh, it's just becoming the one of the most boring slice of life uh, shows we've seen yet. I it's even it's even hard to call it slice of life because it's just uh, like you said, they just don't know how to put together scenes to make us I mean, feel it's, like it's a life. Uh, it's a story. Like, not one I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh. Okay, anything else on this bottom half? Should we talk about the Tommy Galaxy season finale? Yeah, so that ended exactly... I've said this so many times already, but uh, um, this is exactly the ending that I imagined for Tommy yeah. Galaxy. Um, it's uh, called Full Circle. The main character gets his ending. Yeah, he got, uh, he got his... And it wasn't even like a victorious, like, happily ever after. But he's just got his life together and yeah, he's content and he's yeah don't have the words but i know what you mean like he's he's come to terms with all the bullshit and he's finally taking that stupid opportunity in front of him which is just enjoy your college to, life and yeah, talk yeah, to fucking to akashi and not be scared just to talk do to do the most simple thing that you've been so so afraid of doing this whole time and it felt good uh, it felt yeah. really, especially after that that slog of being trapped in um, the dimension <laughs> to, yeah. galaxy. to finally, you know, be free of that. It felt real good. Yeah. And Ozu too. Um, I fucking knew it. Like Ozu is the 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 end game waifu, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he looks normal now that um, the main character can look at him. Yeah, as the friend I, that he is to him. I I, I really like that. It, it definitely shows like. Watashi, it was all in his head. He just couldn't be happy with who he is inside and which turn it poisoned the world around him and his vision. Yeah. His uh, interpretation of other, of other people. people was just so ugly yeah. because of himself. Yeah, and now that he now he comes to term with who he is as a person and he can be happy with uh with that and can finally face life as it as he should be. Everything's normal and Ozu looks totally normal. I kinda like that that last scene. At the hospital, where like Watashi has like the like kind of like an Ozu type face, and then yeah. Ozu just kind of has a normal face. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, it feels like it hits full circle. It's like, oh, I was, I was the problem. I was the reason all along that I couldn't be happy, and uh, that self reflection. Uh, I feel like so easy to, uh, to connect with your mm -hmm. with the watchers because I yeah. feel like everyone has gone to that point where it's just everyone like, can relate I'm not happy to that. with myself. 
Yeah. Yeah. And how it's do really I get just past about that? The perspective. Because when you think about Ozu and why yeah. we're outside of Watashi's shoes, now we look at it through like overarching Ozu's going through some shit for a girl. Yeah, yeah. Just like how Watashi yeah. was doing for the stupid doll and other girls. Just yeah. going way too crazy. Just keep it simple. Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope Johnny got a, a nice happy ending too. Poor Johnny. He will. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the right. Uh, I think. <laughs> the, I not the main character on the right course. I think Johnny will. Johnny will be happy too eventually. I hated the the scene of uh like the hand picking up Johnny and like dropping him like oh it, like three frames is just like okay I'm I disgusting. Know what that means. Yeah. What is all they mean? need? It's like yeah. Oh god, Jesus. Okay. I I mean I the the that scene I think it was last week when like. Johnny was just like mangled just and just like it was black and the, white. The hamster, the hamster wheel. wheel. I was just like, oh. As if Johnny like, just been running nonstop and hasn't had a <laughs> break to breathe. Uh, yeah, now he's just yeah. fucking mangled the, and dead. He just got Peter Griffin on the corner. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, dude. I'm so sorry. You think, you think Watashi uh, goes with uh, or dates uh, Akashi at the end? Or that was just kind of like the hey, like, you just gotta take a step forward, but not truly like, go out with her kind of thing. I think the way It's up that, to interpretation. Yeah, I, I think guess. that the ending Could go. cut off so abruptly that that's exactly what they wanted, was to leave it up to interpretation. Like, yeah, maybe he does or maybe he doesn't. Yeah, as long as you're happy with yourself, whatever the outcome may be. That's what's important, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, now he's uh, having joy and teasing Ozu, so who needs a girl? Honestly, a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, Ozu's the waifu after all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. True. Uh, definitely interested to see what the sequel uh, show will be about. Uh, the Tatami Galaxy, the Tatami Time Machine Blues. So, what does that even mean? Because I mean, we finally understood what Tatami Galaxy means. I don't know what that means. But uh, looking at the key visual, it looks like it looks like the whole crew's back. It looks like Watashi, Akashi. Uh, Ozu's in this as well. Oh, okay. The Higuchi hmm. uh, senpai god is in there. Maybe it's just the good ending. Or maybe it's the good ending and then Watashi backslides and something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just like another like uh, introspective of like trying to find an answer for his own problems and all this shit's happening again, but uh, very interesting to see. It is six episode ONA, so uh, it should finish up fairly soon. I think it's already on episode three. Oh, uh, at this point, or two or three. So uh, we'll probably let that one uh, finish all the way up to six, and then we'll just binge watch the whole thing, and then we'll definitely talk about it uh, in a future episode and uh, see what this uh, sequel has uh, has in store for us. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, eight minutes left. Anything else on this bottom half of the board, or shall we move? Uh, uh, Engage Kiss kind of confirmed the sister addition to the harem trope, uh, unironically. Like, they were literally like, <laughs> she's attacking the girls because she's jealous, which was pretty obvious from when she came out and started attacking Kisara. But. So you gave it an F. I don't. I only gave it a D because the animation was still nice. And like when you look at it as a bubble in the episode, 
pretty colors, pretty animation, pretty girls, but getting to here sucked. Still being here sucks. So I get why you gave it an F. I mean, I gave it the F because the only thing I remember was before the fight started, Shu was, I think he was polishing the sword or, you know, he was just sitting on the rooftop and the blue haired girl comes up behind him and she, they were talking and then he mentioned to her, it's like, hey, that was pretty, uh, that's pretty weird of you to have sex with me. <laughs> and then tell Kisara to kiss me. So then I forget about having sex that you forced me to have sex with you kind of thing. And I'm like, well, 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 what, what, what are we doing here? What, what is this script? I don't, I like, I, like, I don't understand. Like, what was the, the whole point of that? Like line and just the conversation in general. Just like, there's no, yeah, weird thing to is bring that a up. good reflection period? at all mm-hmm. with any of these girls so like why are we even like fucking trying to make this seem like it's a wholesome moment or like this these two characters are gonna grow from this conversation like the, the second to last episode is like eh, yeah get out of here. I also kind of hate hate is a strong word but i kind of hate how they always depict the the girls the women around him except for kisara as like the not the antagonist, but like, shoes the victim. Tr- yeah, they're, they're the ones <laughs> forcing the sex on him. When really, whenever we've seen it, that hasn't really been the case. He doesn't really push them away. He's like, uh, okay. Oh, uh, I know. You had sex, but with I'm me. doing it for my sister. I gotta get to my sister. I, don't I gotta save my sleep sister. With these beautiful women. Oh God, I'm so tortured. Yeah, yeah like, ugh. They don't Great. do a good enough job of honing in on how shitty Shu is. Like, when you take it, you look at all the pieces, yeah, Shu's a shitty fucking person. But they should do a better job of, like, relaying that information and not having this conversation where it literally looks like uh, yeah. we should dislike the blue-haired girl because she did that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I've been totally okay if we just go fucking, like, 200% in on how uh, douchebag Shu is. Because I think that'll be... That'd be fucking funny, you know? It's yeah. kind of like a little bit like Isekai Oji-san, where it's just kind of like he's so tone deaf <laughs> to the women around him, but like she would be the other way. Like he understands what he's doing. Super manipulative, smokes super a cigarette, manipulative. and he yeah. like kisses her and he's like, thanks for the sex, bitch. Make yeah. Kisara yeah. stronger. For something pretty That's a time. smart idea. <laughs> yeah. I would I would love it because then it would reinforce the idea. It's like, I'm going to do whatever it fucking takes to save my sister and to find out what the fuck happened that day mm-hmm. that, you know, my dad died and the demon took over. Like, I'm willing to be as scummy as possible to get to that point. But there's just so much, like, victim blaming. is like, yeah, oh, just shoot, back and what, forth what a who's victim. really the bad guy here. Yeah. Like, Putting no. morals where we thought there wouldn't really be any morals. There's no place for morals here. Yeah. 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 It's, all, it's all fucked up to begin with. So you might as well just, like, you know, actually use that to your advantage. So, uh, you know, they had something, you know, I got to give it to A1 Pictures. You know, they they took the risk to do two original shows and at least one worked out very, very well uh, for the most part. But uh, at least Engage Kiss is not the worst anime we've seen this year. That That's 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 for sure. Uh, but uh, they definitely had a lot of pieces that could have been uh, a potential to be at least average, above average show. Uh, and you know, give it up to A one pictures. At least they had something uh, to go with this. Yeah, it's actual farming technique where um you're trying to grow crops and then you uh 
purposely allow one of your crops to get like um infected with like fungus or something then all the fungus jumps on that one and it dies but then the rest of the crops blossom because they're not um being targeted (laughs) isn't it like that isn't it like that it's the same technique too but like other than the fungus like doesn't it like grab more nutrients from like the roots of the one like that died deformed died one yeah so it's like yeah also sucking yeah. all the good stuff so away yeah from it. it's good that one you have at least one that you know is going to be sacrificed yeah not true <laughs> yeah i love what it. does the um community what's the community consensus on engage kiss because i bet it's pretty high well it's top 10 it in, in anime corner that's but not saying I a lot we, for this season though yeah, I think we said it a couple of weeks ago when we saw the top 10 uh, that week. It's just, you know, it's it's tough. There's not a lot of shows to to really compete against. And, you know, with these Kaioji Sun dropping out uh, the past couple of weeks and yeah, the sheer the amount of weird isekai sex ones that they have in this uh, mm-hmm. uh, this season, there's not a lot. Even the, the season two shows, you know, like... Uh, Classroom of the Elite, uh, Devil's a Part Timer, uh, Shadow's House Season Two. That? They're not uh, Dan Machi. They're not the strongest. You know, they they don't really command a lot of attention. Like if any of those s- second season shows, oh, it's show it. here is under seven in the fall season. Spy Family, Mob Psycho, My Hero, Bleach, Fumetsu. Like they're just gonna it's gonna get crushed. So it's definitely one of those like. I don't know like how prevy each studio is to each other on their release dates, but I know the movie industry is like this. Mm-hmm. When you get yeah. you get a hit on when the next Marvel movie is gonna be, I'm gonna make sure my my movie comes out four or five months before that Marvel movie. Cause I'm not I'm not getting box office uh, money because of that Can't one compete. movie. Yeah. Uh and I feel like uh a lot of these shows that's kind of that's kind of how they did it they just kind of wanted to escape the the gauntlet that is uh, the fall season <laughs> yeah so Whew. but other than that i mean uh gauge kiss 6.98 on my anime list so not the not i mean to me seven is the bar the bare minimum to be an average show and uh it's almost there you know it's it has something so Ooh, what do the reviews say what happens when uh, you take a unique plot and give it a super give it super basic characters such as engage kiss kiss which has somehow generated more controversy than my stepmom's daughters my ex airing in oh the same boy. season oh i didn't want to report that unique okay. plot and super characters, basic characters. seven out of ten story 10 out of 10 art 10 out of 10 music 10 out of 10 Story, the show synopsis doesn't do it just uh, enough justice as the story is, behind Engage Kiss is not simple. This as is the it first sounds. three episodes. This doesn't this doesn't this doesn't matter. Yeah, I am saying <laughs> a lot of these guys are just um leaving after three episodes, which I mean that's pretty fair, honestly. I, I think we already had this this thing nailed down at by episode three. Uh yeah. I see a lot of the ones that are not recommended yeah. are all pretty much the same. Uh the story is bad, the characters aren't unlikable, but the art's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like we said, right? The pieces are there. We we see there is potential. At least like most of these characters are very well defined. Like, like I think that's a that's a very good trait to have with these kind of bad shows. Is like if your characters are very well defined and they hit that certain trope or genre, then 
at least you have something. It's the storyline that's so shit that's putting these characters in a in a weird yeah. uh, spot that it's hard for them to really organically grow uh, throughout the season. I mean, so. yeah, at least I can say I, I definitely understand Shu and Kisada. Like, I know what their personalities are. Yeah. I just wish that they so. were used in a way that didn't make me hate them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, with that, that is the bottom half of the board. So let us know down below if you agree with our grades uh, for these bottom four shows. Uh, and let's just keep trucking along with the top half of the board. This time we go a little bit slower. We go through each anime individually uh, with their grades and uh, give a little more insight on how we like this week's episode. Uh, we got a lot of ties here at the top of the mountain. Uh, so let's start with the first tie. Uh, tie for fourth place, uh, Garay Zero and A Place Further Than the Universe. This is mine and uh, Plenty's pick, uh, respectively. So let's start with Garay Zero first. Uh, 41 points is the is the the total and the grades A pluses for myself and Lance and then A from Plinchy. Uh So I'll just upload the floor to everyone here. Uh, what do you guys like about this week's episode of Ga Ray Zero? So you know that uh, that wheelchair grandma that I've always conceptualized for D and D. I'm glad to see that um, other intelligent life forms are also <laughs> jumping on the potential of uh, handy capable bloodthirsty fighters and. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Bad bitches. The the blades on the wheelchair was just like, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool the and funny and interesting. Tony Hawk but, pro skater level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flips and spins too on top of that was, whoa. Yeah, but the cherry on top was the, the fucking, uh, the Gatling gun uh, fake leg. prosthetic leg that she oh, had. And I yeah, was like, on top of everything else. Woo! Like I've seen that before, but like just the just the way they show it, like the the mm-hmm. fact that they had the blades first. Like if she did the machine gun, I'll be like, oh okay, that's cool. I I seen another ones, but they did it the crazier one first, which is the blades at the ends of the wheels, mm-hmm. and then they just yeah. did like oh yeah, and on top of that, she also has a machine just gun, gun like, just casually, all you know? nonchalantly. It's just resting on the wheelchair. Yeah, she's just. It's, going. it's not even like a zoom in, and it's like a whoa. It's just a pan up, and you're like. Holy yeah. shit. She just has That's, it. So yeah. I, I I like that fact that they just made it like, oh, it's just a matter matter of fact. That's just how it is in this world that uh our boss has a fucking gallon gun mm-hmm. and they're like, you know. Mm-hmm. So um uh, but you other than that, I mean, mm-hmm. had briefcases. <laughs> well, it had yeah. like little uh rocket things uh, in it. Rocket holes in it. Yeah, so you could shoot little Yeah. I know Secretary uh, had the same weapon, right? Uh she had a uh, kunai and wires. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. She had like yeah. a little uh, retractable shit on her belt. Yeah. And she was able to like set up wires everywhere, like chip wires and trap people in. Uh, I just wish the whole season was like this episode. Like that was that <laughs> yeah. was so good. Everyone just comes in and like, what kind of weapon could could uh, the boss lady possibly have? Chiz blades in her wheelchair. Uh, that, that was great. I mean, if fucking Michael shows up more often this season that would have been fucking great because i know for damn sure he's the reason uh boss lady has yeah blades in her fucking wheelchair yeah like he's the mastermind behind finally showed up at least yeah he finally showed up i was like (laughs) i would love for him to just be like yeah i got this and this and they just start fighting with like the most randomest shit uh possible but he's such uh, a good joke character because you don't really need an explanation for the weapons but they have one but then when he shows up like the way that he showed up in this episode, Kagura gets 
Like her dad just died. She puts in the earring and fucking Michael. Here's Michael 13. Kagura, I have your new sword. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Dude. Well, he's great. Like, I felt the disturbance in the force and I decided this is the right time <laughs> yeah, to present like, you the sword. I must be here right now. Well, he's Some great, kind of but. Sage. Man, the show, the mood whiplash between Yomi pretty much fighting so that someone can please kill her and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kaga's trauma and the dad dying. And then you got Michael showing up now of all times. <laughs> um, the mood whiplash was a little bit much. Like this show has, um, I've had a lot of battling with this show about like, is this like a, is this like a serious drama? Is it kind of like an action, but with like comedy mixed in? It's kind of both at the same time, and it's uh, not necessarily a lot of things. like smoothly transitioning between the two. Um, yeah. Was my one gripe with the show? It has a lot of great ideas, weird weapons, funny, bizarre characters, great fighting, but I wish that they could transition better. Yeah, and I think that's definitely the idea that there is the manga behind it, and there is a bigger story and world to come yeah. from that manga. So this is like very like a like a little appetizer, a little hors d'oeuvres of like this world. So they're like trying to go really fast uh, with everything. So I definitely agree with you. If the transitions were a little bit better, uh, it would feel more cohesive. If I'm looking at this as in a bubble, if is if like Gari Zero is like the only thing that we're ever gonna see from the Gari universe kind of thing, then I I probably would have scored it a little bit lower. But knowing for a fact that there is a manga behind it. Uh, I can take it for what it is, uh, and uh, be okay with the the amount of whiplash. Because yeah, I'm not happy with the fact that Yo like Yomi almost died, world broken pieces. She turned evil. She killed a whole bunch of people, uh, and now we're at this point in literally 12 hours. Like it hasn't even been a full day yet mm-hmm. since uh, everything has happened. Uh, with uh, Cogra's dad dying and then Michael showing up to give her the blade and everything like that. It's just kind of like... Uh, th- uh, th- th- but it's like... Not we, to I, mention, like, the Nabu as well throughout the whole season. Nabu! Like, like that joke of a character it. is always there and you're kind of like... <laughs> okay, <Nabu? laughs> it's weird. Yeah, like, no one's it, explaining anything about these yeah, characters. They just Nabu. exist and everyone's... Yeah, of course they do. Why wouldn't yeah. they? The, where they come from, twins have the same name. And yeah, I guess they, they take each other's Nabu. personality. Like in the game that Peter's playing, King of Retail. <laughs> <laughs> just the that, same person. Getting they're twice. just barely like hyper-focused on Yomi and Kagura. Like it's just kind of yeah. like... I feel like it's wasted potential. I think that's the that's the main part to take away from it. Like, there's so many like other cool characters I would love to mm-hmm. get to know and like understand better. But they're just like, ah, oh, don't, don't don't worry about it. That's not like once you read the manga, like these characters are almost obsolete anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But Yomi and Kagura, you know, they're still going to be prevalent. They're the main uh, course, down the line. Yeah. yeah. So like, of course, we're going to have to be focused really I mean, hard. We're not going to see Nabu anymore. So like, yeah, I would like to know about him before he died. Yeah. Yeah. I also think the the mixing of multiple genres in a 12 episode or 24 episode anime was pretty prevalent formula and template back in the day in the early 2000s and early 90s. Like that was just what you did is what it seemed like. 
You don't get just yeah. sci-fi in action. You get sci-fi action and comedy or romance. There's drama there. and romance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drama, For yeah. sure. Sci-fi drama, oh my God, that's like the thing. I think that's a kind of a, what's the word? A relic of the past that we just have to be like, that. that's how I see it. Like, that's how it is. Like the stupid, the the cutting of the uniform and showing all the nudity and like this weird erotic scenes was just like, that's what they had to do to get views, I guess. Like the etchy tag isn't there, but that's very much what they were checking off their list of like comedy, action, etchy. The yep. sex appeal. Yeah, the mm-hmm. edge. I mean, Kissing? that's just the uh, that's just the way I think the media works in general, right? Not just the not just an anime but in manga too, which is kinda like you yeah, know, we, yeah. we, oh, we gotta yeah. be a little bit edgy to kinda kinda get the ball rolling a little bit. Uh, and these kind of stuff works. Cause, yeah, because it made no sense Conqueror had to be her clothes ripped off. It's not like... If they just took a moment <laughs> yeah. to explain why Yomi did that to her, maybe like... No maybe she had... She was wearing a pendant that she didn't have, obviously, but maybe a pendant from Yomi, mm. and uh, Yomi sliced it off of her, also cut her shirt yeah. at the same time. Maybe that'd be justified then. But Yomi literally was like, yeah, I just want to. I'm just gonna cut it up. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give me a little cleavage, Kagura. Why not? <laughs> or even like, I always hated that you metabolized food better. Like you're skinnier than me, or something. Look at yeah. your skinny body. <laughs> then I'd be like, okay, I would have been okay to I hit the it, Yuri then. route a little bit. Like maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She gave yeah, her like a hickey kinda... on her collarbone. Yeah, because of the weird pocky kissing. And then she's like, she rips it up, and she's like, yeah, you my bitch. Yeah, like that's my hickey. If you're gonna just be senselessly like that and just, just go all it. the way do it yeah. be yourself then if if you're gonna be really sexual uh, on it then you might as well give it reason and yeah if yomi gave her a hickey for i don't doesn't have to be a good it's reason stupid. it just i want to give conquer a fucking hickey and i want to see that hickey because that's my way of saying that you're my bitch but now you know it's like, well, okay sure anyways a plus a plus though yeah still a plus yeah I think. The, the fight scenes are fantastic I gave it an A because I wish the whole uh, inheriting uh, Byakue would have been a little bit more fucking impactful. I've always felt like the father death scene was just a, this has to happen. It's, Let's get it over it's with. Just a Let's checklist. get back it's to rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely a, yeah. we need to match up with the main storyline right now. Yeah, because yeah. in the manga, dead. she's she has Byakue and she's doing her thing. So I get yeah. in that I mean, sense, but... Yeah, it just goes back to all the problems that we have, right? It's just, uh, if this was a 24 episode season, oh, it'd be yeah. easier to flesh out. But because it's 12 and because it's a, it's a prequel to, you know, a big time manga like, like, uh, Gare, it's kind of like, yeah, we just, we have it's, a it's mostly for Kagura and Yomi. Yeah. Get like, done. Cause I'm sure there's gonna be like tiny little Easter eggs. Like maybe we'll see like a Nabu in the manga, like just walking around really sad that he doesn't have his other Nabu or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those little things to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Remember in Garbe Zero when Nabu's brother died? Well, this is why not the other Nabu <laughs> is, uh, sadly depressed. And every time he goes to a like a fast food place, a prequel for he, a character. He orders two orders of like the of fast food, like a burger, because he's ordering for his other brother. That's way too <laughs> well thought out. I'm sorry. Um, no, is, but is, but I can't just, confirm or deny that. Wait, yeah, so one Nabu did live. So d- just to confirm, yeah. I'm not going to read it, but is Nabu actually alive in the main series and walking around? I want to say yes. But I don't know. It has been so long I'll that to you. even with this anime, 
I thought I hallucinated or made up the scene with the the president with the wheelchair because I thought I was mixing up the her whole spinning thing with the motorcycle in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode was just like, oh my god, I didn't make that up. She is a badass. She's a bad fucking bitch. <laughs> so I don't know. I think Nabu's alive because um, I think Michael is in the manga. I sure hope so. What a waste! Damn otherwise. straight, you better be. Noriyuki is in the manga. Be like the secondary Kaga protagonist in the manga. In the manga. Yeah, out of all the 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 side characters, Noriyuki is the most important one to carry over, just because of his history with Yomi and Kagura. Like he's the closest to those two girls, so mm-hmm. he's like uh, a I brother definitely, to um, Kagura, pretty much. Yeah, so I definitely want to see him, especially like how heartbroken he is and how everything's pretty much fucked up in his life. Uh, I would love to see what he is doing because I assume the the manga is like set years after. Uh, Gare Zero. I can't imagine it just being like immediately after Yomi goes evil. No, like two weeks later, you pick right back up. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> but like, isn't that kind of weird? Like, imagine we're watching like Naruto, for example, which I think, you know, is another shonen anime or kind of uh, anime yeah. of the time. Imagine we're watching Naruto and then they announced they're making a prequel for the main story. And, uh, oh, wouldn't you know it? Um... <laughs> Mike guy she, has a twin. Shino, Shino has a twin <laughs> that died in the like so and much a years. Freak bug accident. Yeah, that is goes completely unmentioned in the main story. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could uh, be it's fucking weird. <laughs> I looked it up. Nabu is in the manga. Nabu. And does he still say Nabu? Don't remember. No, he can't. It, he it can't depends say on which it, twin That's not, that's not it, even right? a good joke anymore. Because then that makes me think: <laughs> Why did you write Nabu if there is not a second Nabu to go with him? Because they were it's trying just... to d- define which Nabu is talking, but because there's only one Nabu talking now, of course you know Nabu's talking, so he won't say Nabu is. That's saying so stupid. Anymore. I hurt my brain just trying to understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else for Gary Zero uh, before we move on? We're good. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, the other show that tied for fourth place at 41 points. Uh, place further than the universe uh, with the grades. A pluses from myself and Lance and then A from Plinchy. So uh, again, I'll just open up for everyone here. Uh, what do you guys like or dislike about this week's episode of Further Than the Universe? Or do you want to take this, Lance? Because, you know, you've watched this episode twice now. Technically last week. Yeah. yeah, but then I watched it again. I was like, "Yeah, it's just an A plus." Not us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Um, gosh, I don't know the girl's name still. Hinata. Hinata. Yeah. Um, it was basically her episode. Uh, I'll just say what I said last week, unless Peter cut it out because it. <laughs> I already cut was it spoilers. Out. Okay, great. Um, super copy paste the sound clip. <laughs> yeah, super relatable story for Hinata. I think most people have been in Hinata's shoes where um, you want to be the bigger person, but also not letting assholes back into your life. That's valid too. And I, I really mm-hmm. got a lot of respect for, um, uh, should I say, for standing up and doing that hard decision for Hinata to uh, say, hey, it's not cool that you stabbed Hinata in the back and fuck you guys yeah. are trying to crawl back now. Uh, mm-hmm. That just was such a like a truly character developing moment for both yeah. of them, and yeah, it was awesome. I I just love the entire, and especially not just is it relatable f- um, 
as Hinata position, but Shirase to um, her agonizing over, is this any of my business? Am I overstepping? Yeah, yeah. Should I really stand up for my friend? She should fight her own fights, right? No, uh, yeah. she, yeah, I, I really like her this time. I was kind of, I've actually been kind of met with the cast of the show. Um, maybe because it's an older show and I've just seen so many um, slice of life um, girls have, doing mm-hmm. cute things. But this really showed that Shirase is a very special character. I like her a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of depth to her and just the, just the idea of just trying to figure out because she's never really had truly friends before all this to begin with. So she's kind of like in the same realm of like, like, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, just mm-hmm. like with the other girls, but uh, she knows who she is and she knows the the feeling of what that Hinata was going through. And just, uh, I, I like the pairings. It's like Shiraisa and Hinata usually yeah. have their moments together and uh, Yuzu and uh, uh, Tomaki, uh, they have their moments together. Just kind of like mm-hmm. pairing off to try to help each other build and, uh, we saw it earlier in the season, uh, Shiraisa and Hinata with the whole passport missing uh, mm-hmm. episode, you know, and they're like trying to feel each other out and know where the boundaries are. And now I think they realize like when you're best friends, the boundaries are like non-existent because you're going to do whatever you can to protect them uh, mm-hmm. regardless if, if they feel, you know, if they feel like afflicted or not uh, because of you overstepping your boundaries. So uh, it's really nice and just it's just nice that they're not trying to do the whole everything is a happy ending when it's when it's cute girls yeah. doing something or in this kind of genre it's always a happy ending but uh we find the best answer yeah but even this even though it's like uh, uh, it's a happy ending it doesn't go without a little bit of pain because i'm sure he not to she's a very uh selfless person i don't think she really wants to make those people feel bad yeah uh, about what they did right because that's why she took the high road to begin with but uh, should I say it's just like no like you know you don't deserve that kind of shit uh, from other people uh, just so to validate their mm-hmm. their feelings you shouldn't so. have to swallow your pride just to make somebody else mm-hmm. feel better for something bad they did yeah because mm-hmm. they definitely don't want to like to be your friends again they just they just felt bad to begin with uh, they're trying to get rid of that guilt so mm-hmm. uh, yeah the, the the lines itself the whole should I say yelling at them and her lines just so so good so it, it almost feels like therapeutic. Like if if I was in that situation and I said those lines that Shirasi said to those to those people that fucked me over, oh man, that must have felt so fucking good to to do. And uh, I think that's like the satisfying part. It's like these girls are saying stuff that I definitely won't want to say uh, if I was in those kind of situations. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts for thinking about it, not in an anime perspective, because we can we can see should I say strong. She's got the guts. She's stubborn. She knows what's right and she'll follow through. But I don't think there's a lot of people in real life that are like that. I feel no, like if we see no. someone like that, we're like, unfortunately, we think that they're weird. They're unnatural. They're not like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't fit the norm. Because yeah. mm-hmm. society Honestly, makes it I'm, feel I'm like, like you shouldn't be like that. It's so much easier <laughs> to just be like, ah, I, can, with the crowd. I, can, I can take that. I can take it and just pretend it doesn't hurt so that, you know. I'll make a scene. Yeah. Avoid conflict because mm-hmm. conflict is scary and who knows what'll happen. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It it definitely shows like the idea that like when you're when you're growing up, 
you're just trying to make as many friends as possible. You're just trying to grab any any straw you can because mm-hmm. you want to fit in as much as you can to any circle that you want. But the older you get, the realize that it's kind of bullshit that that idea that you have to try to fit in everywhere, and you want to try to find that one group that you know you can be yourself and you can be with no boundaries or uh, no restrictions. And then that circle of friends gets smaller and smaller. And uh, for these four girls, you know. I think they're finally realizing like this is this is D group, like we can we can run with this group for the rest of our lives, you know. And I and I like that with the with the you know four girl type genres where they just realize like you know it's us we we ride and die together. I I felt that same way with your camp, where those girls are so tight knit now together, uh, that they're willing to camp with each other ten years down the road, twenty years down the road, thirty years, you know, like it never changes. Uh, even if they haven't seen each other in a decade, that they will always be together uh, for those moments. So, uh, okay, with that, let's move on to the next anime on our list. Uh, like I said, a lot of ties here at the top of the mountain. So we got uh, two shows tied for second place: uh, Prison School and Licorice Recoil at forty-two points. Uh, so let's start with Prison School first. A pluses across the board uh, for that show. Uh, so let's open up the floor to anyone here to get started for prison school this week. Oh my god, just good. It's just so good. I like I like the constant eringi. Um, Metaphors. Kyoshi's funny. He's fucking funny. <laughs> I can't tell if we're we're probably um, seeing everything through Kyoshi's point of view. I know that sometimes we're like looking at what the the student council is doing, but yeah. The fact that but he's the main guy, yeah, yeah. We see the Medusa, and that's all he can say. Was I don't know why it just tickled my funny bones so hard. I was like, this is so stupid. I love it so much. This is so not disgusting, but just like so wrong and so messed up. Yeah, Anna's taking advantage of Kyoshi, but it's so funny. <laughs> they use the raunchiness raunchy, yeah. so well, and it's just nonstop. It doesn't ever like miss a beat just keeps escalating escalating like oh my god is this like as bad as it's gonna get no it just keeps getting worse and worse getting and in surprising ways that i like i didn't expect when i first watched this episode i was like okay kiyoshi's trying to uh he's trying to pull a fast one and be and step up because mm-hmm. his back's to the wall if he doesn't pull this mission off He's going to get it's expelled. Over. It's over. He's not going to be able to see the wet t-shirt contest. Good, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's doing all of this hurt. for that. <laughs> so he must be as shameless as he can be. But then he still gets tripped up because he sees um, Hana's Medusa. And now everything just now goes to shit. Pee. Yeah, now he can't pee. So he can't <laughs> pee in the cup like <laughs> he, he wanted pee. to. But yeah, it's... Uh, I, 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 just, I just like that. That when they do a joke... It's not set up and then punchline. It's more like set up and then there's like these like just one one small punch. Okay, here's another small punch to the gut. Okay, here's another small punch. Then a big one and then a small one. It's just like these constant like flurry of like punchlines over and over. Mm-hmm. And it escalates to a point that we're just like at the end of the scene, we're just like. What was the original okay. setup again? Like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. We did got we, so did we, far. Did we watch that? Did I hallucinate just seeing everything that just transpired? Like, it just it was just so crazy, and uh-huh. uh, it just it's just big props to just the storytelling and the jokes itself because it's not just uh, like I've seen a lot of comedians 
and they just do set up and joke. But the ones that I love the most are the ones that tell a story and are able to uh, escalate the joke throughout the story and then mm-hmm. finally hit it at that final punchline that like completes the whole story together. Uh, those ones are always uh, the yeah. funniest in, in really my like eyes. Guide the the viewer and yeah. then surprise mm-hmm. them. Yeah, because I feel like I'm a part of the story now, right? Like I I was there with him experiencing the story uh mm-hmm. just like he was and yeah, it just you're like right it makes, in that room with kyoshi and hana yeah exactly and i was the fucking i was the bottle you know i was the mm-hmm. one in, inside looking at medusa but yeah it's just really funny uh and fuck i love hana so much she's so stupid the yeah china f- 4d chess 5d chess the motherfucker and and yeah, take off her she tries so hard to be too. smart she's so <laughs> you stupid you can see the moment she literally breaks and they they did it well. Just mm-hmm. there's not a lot I can say because I feel like praising the show can have some kind of bad connotation to people who think I'm sure because I'm sure <laughs> oh. they're out there who think prison school is raunchy and like inappropriate. Not and something if you that, like it, then you're just as bad. But no, we're yeah. appreciating the medium that is anime was able to tell this kind of insane story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, just big props to them and just. Uh, Man, the characters are so good. Like they are. Just the just the idea of these girls being the student council, and we thought these guys are the hierarchy. These guys are the standard. These guys are yeah, yeah. gonna mm-hmm. set an example. And just the devolving <laughs> of humanity. Uh, well, especially with Vice President Hana uh, down the season. You know, the president's trying to stay <laughs> afloat, but these two girls have time and time shows again that uh, they are they're not uh, as it. worse. Yeah, as worse as the boys. So, oh, God. Uh, it's just great. I, I just, I really enjoy that. Medusa turned him into stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a rock hard stone. Uh, so funny. I didn't catch that until he was like, you look down and the bottle is stuck. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah, he's not holding like, anymore. <laughs> wow, I feel like I would have gotten that as soon as they showed the Medusa the first time. But it must be because I'm not a guy and I've never had a bottle around my penis. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I can feel like the- say most guys don't really do that, actually. <laughs> but yeah, actually, I feel like I understood the joke too late. Like after they showed, I feel like yeah. I could have caught on as soon as they showed the Medusa the first time because he's like, Medusa, Medusa. Like everyone knows well, what Medusa is. Oh, I, I can understand that because I think the first time I watched it, I didn't really, un- I interpreted what he was describing as Medusa is different than what it, I think maybe it meant both things. Yeah, for sure. Like, like one, it's maybe it's monstrous down there. And then two, he's yeah, also staring at it. It makes me rock hard. Yeah. I think it, in my opinion, I think it was simply that's something that's going to make my PP really hard and I cannot pee. Yeah, for sure. Which is I think it's, but this is the hilarious. idea. It's just like, there's so much stuff happening and you know, I don't think any of us were really expecting uh, first That's time true. watching it, that H- Hannah Hannah was going to fucking drop, not only her pants <laughs> but also her panties too, and to be fully naked on the bottom half like that, uh, and really, uh, pretty much set the stage for like one of the most amazing choreographed fight scenes we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about really good like shonen fight scenes, um, uh, but them joke scenes. That, that yeah, that's, that's a different story. What an amazing dynamic of these two of just being like, 
Uh, yes, I have to do this. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And Hano's like, okay, okay, he's doing this. I got to do this. What the fuck are you doing? It's just such an authentic moment of <laughs> absolute stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. Good. God, again, I love the voice acting, man. Like every oh, time I read manga, yeah. especially comedy manga, I'm like, oh, this is so funny. I can't wait to hear this in 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 anime adaptation because the voice actors just fucking sell it. Yeah, and they sell it. These two, these two characters, you know, uh, uh, they're voice actors. They're not really like purely comedy. They're they're kind of like in in their own respective uh, areas. More like uh, Kanahanazawa, like in romance. More in uh, Levi's characters, a little bit more action, uh, and a little bit more serious and dramas. But like these two comedic timing in their voice acting is is spot <laughs> yeah. on and uh it just goes to show the japanese voice acting uh bar is so high because i feel like ever since we started this podcast i'm starting to realize that like these voice actors are so good and no matter the genre like you ever you ever feel like when we're watching movies like oh tom cruise is always going to be an action star that's the only thing he can be good at is an action star but with Japanese voice actors, I feel like it, no matter the genre, they're going to be good uh, regardless because they can do it all. And uh, it's, it's just really impressive, uh, the training that they go through uh, to get to that point. Yeah. I'm still kind of down. I know I hate dub, but I'm down to watch Prison School again. We should. Oh, you have watch, to. Let's actually watch the arm wrestle episode because I think that one at least is worth a watch for sure. That was so good. Me and Lance watched was- that, that one. That was great. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. I want to watch the whole thing. Just... I feel like it'll be. I would love to see the Medusa in dub. I would love to see. Yeah, I'd love to see what they do with that. Because I'm sure they get a little bit more raunchy, and it won't be such like a Mm -hmm. a play off of a sexual innuendo. I think they would just literally just say, "Oh fuck, I'm rock hard right now." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I would just love to fucking see. I would just love to hear (laughs) that. Straight because American raunchiness is probably way different than the Japanese standards or like really Asian standards of what raunchy is so. yeah yeah Woo. and it's uncensored right <laughs> yes and Woo. we saw a lot of nipple last time we watched the dub so yeah there's a lot going on that was a yeah, lot Andre's going nipple <laughs> <Chef's kiss. laughs> hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> stupid tree uh, okay let's move on to the other anime that tied for second place at 40 points uh, Licorice Recall with A pluses across the board uh, so that perfect score. So let's open up the floor one more time uh, to hear your guys' take on the Chris Recoil this week. So me and Peter have talked extensively about um, what could happen in the final episode. I actually want to uh, hear, Plinchy, what you think is going to happen in the final episode. Because um, I guess to start, I've been a big believer that um, they've been lining up Chisato to die for the longest mm-hmm. time like yeah like week two week three around there yeah i already like, like got this impression yeah. that they are the tone and the way they present her character and the way she influences and touches other people's lives is she's they're setting her up as like a kind of like a, a martyr kind of character to die for her mm-hmm. beliefs what do you think um is going to happen with shisato in the last episode ah <sighs> i i haven't really given it much thought because i know what i want to see and what i want to see is takina and chisato being happy but what i think is happening is 
I don't know. This this week's episode was kind of like a wrap up to this whole uh, licorice recoil getting out into the public's public controversy being closed up. So I don't see another force until like the very last second Majima shows up and then it's like, well, fuck, I guess. I don't know. It's just like a big blank for me. Chisato could die. I totally see that happening. Um, and like everything that you explained, we could literally see Licorice Recoil opening up. Talking is there. She's managing the finances. DA's doing their own thing, but maybe differently or they get dismantled. They're probably still doing their thing, though. Maybe change the uniform or DA changes tactics in Chisato's name and they open up a chain of Licorice Recoils or some shit where they, they downsize and do mm. more like local That'd be interesting. jobs instead of more governing. That makes governing, sense, actually, yeah. But if Chisato lives, then it's got to be because Takina and all the other girls go save her. Um, because Takina is literally like, well, they all got shot, so they know. I think it makes the most sense that Chisato dies, given with the whole buildup, how great she is, how perfect she is. Her heart's dying, so it's okay if she dies now. Qu quote, it's okay. Like, we've... We've had closure yeah, already when we it. saw her heart get messed up the first time. So I don't know. Hard to say, but so it's a lot that could happen. Me and Peter were talking um, the other night. Uh, we rewatched the episode because I just really wanted to make sure I understood everything that happened. Um, there was one scene that uh, really piqued our interest on. Um, is there going to be a season two? Uh, or rather, hmm. does A1 Pictures see potential in Liquor's Recoil to even tease that there might be a season two? And there was a boy in the Lily Bells boy group that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. had a meaningful look at uh, Chisato and they like exchanged looks. And then yep. he left without any explanation. You don't leave like that kind of open uh, envelope unless you intend to use it in the future. And I don't see mm -hmm. them really touching on that in this final episode because the Lily Bells are... Oh, you, you guys are good. We're going to leave you alone. They're gone, okay. yeah. So that seems yeah. like a season two kind of character to learn more about. So yeah. in that case, Chisato can't die yet. Yeah. Her and Takin are the engine that, that run the show. So it's kind of tough to see a season two without a Chisato. I, it'll be very interesting. I, I think, I don't, I don't think I would want to downplay the idea that talking to will have to do a one-man show or it's going to be one of those kind of like she gets a new partner how does she handle the new partner can she live her life without chisato and it's going to be one of those like you mm -hmm. know can can they uh catch lightning in a bottle twice with another girl uh that could rival chisato as a as a good partner for talking to you know that's that's plain to see but yeah definitely for sure that lily bell guy uh, the fact that he just knows Chisato was already like weird enough. So like the history, there's some history behind it. Whether they know each other or they, he just knows of her. Like mm -hmm. she, like Chisato's special. There, there's like yeah, she's the, the number one like undisputed licorice, and maybe he's the Lily Bell's number one. He was commanding the yeah the troops. Yeah, he was. But they backed off quick when uh, when he he phoned it into uh, his supervisor. So Chisato's not even just number one on lic Licorice Recall. She's number one the whole Japan, if if anything, uh, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Because they, they had a whole crew like ready to shoot, and she dodged all the bullets, and they were like, 
well, well, we did all we can, boys. I guess we gotta get the fuck out of here. Like that was the best attempt they got was just shooting like a couple rounds at her, uh, and for her to dodge it. So, uh, very interesting to see that 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 guy that owns the Lily Bells, the mustache dude. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't imagine he is a a one episode kind of guy. He seems so evil, or there's like a lot of intention with him to to have his plot line to go with it because he. He seems interesting. He definitely screams uh, like a, a final boss kind of power and influence yeah. that he can uh, be the one yeah. to determine, hey, kill all the licorice. This is yeah. this, this has gotten out of hand. For this sure. If you're in charge of just the lily bell, like, okay, fuck you. We're, we're peers. We're equal. You don't get to make that decision. But he made that so quickly with no hesitation that... I think he's in charge of more than just the yeah. Lily Bells. He's yeah. like the Jeff uh, Bezos of the uh, assassination <laughs> orphanage. Yeah. Maybe he represents <laughs> yeah. the government in some way. Exactly. Like manage these kind of uh, undercover groups. Mm-hmm. So uh be very interesting to see how the season finale uh, wraps up uh, for sure. Uh, when we... <laughs> I just want to like uh, put this in there. When we rewatched the episode, uh, Lance... Uh, before uh, we watched it, I actually had this show as an S, uh, mm-hmm. in my books, uh, but I dropped it down to the A plus because I didn't like talking a fight. I, I loved everything about the, I loved everything about the episode. I just didn't like the order that we went into the whole Yoshimatsu Chisato talking a battle that we had at the first half of the episode oh. was so great. But then we just kind of like, okay, it's. It's done. We they leave, and then it kind of like de-escalated really quickly, and then it's just saving the the licorice girls at the end. It kind of got more comical a little bit. Chisato was kind of like having fun with her her ex partner, and they were trying to like find the hole to yeah, the USB. Yeah, it was a big like de-stress effort in that second half. Yeah. to be like hey, danger's over. We're good yeah. now. And it's just kind of like I I don't know if it would really make sense if they f- they flipped it. It was more like, hey, let's save the licorice girls first and then run into Yoshimatsu uh, afterwards and then Takuna has that. Because it's kind of like Takuna had an amazing scene. Her screaming and like her anger towards Yoshimatsu was so, it felt real. It felt raw and it felt Mm -hmm. great. But then it just kind of like, okay, well, that's done. You know, she got beat by the secretary girl and now we save the licorice girls. I don't even think Takuna had a single line. Uh saving the licorice girls until the final scene where uh majima uh pulled Sato away uh at the elevator like she didn't say a single word after that so it's kind of like man after all that like this is how she has to like car paralyze and just like put all those feelings back into the box when she just like literally released everything like i, I just find it hard to believe that Takina wasn't going to be angry the whole way <laughs> the whole way through she just kind of just stayed quiet though i guess time. so but this isn't the first time that we've seen her. I didn't catch that, but this isn't the first time we've seen her react by shutting shutting down when f- coming to terms with Chisato accepting her death. Because after Yoshi leaves, uh, Chisato's like, I can't do that. Like, I need to yeah. stay like this. And Takina's like, well, fuck. But I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's like Takina's like, she's been doing that these past couple of weeks. And I, I like... Mm. The way she acted to towards Yoshimatsu was like I feel like that was like everything boiled over. Like I can't hold it in anymore. I fucking hate this guy. 
and I want him fucking dead, like right now. Like talking to couldn't even respect Chisato's feelings anymore yeah. because it's right there. Like she can do what she needed to do to save, you know, the the person she loves the most, and uh, to have to repackage that all back in when Chisato begged her. Yeah, like I just can't. Like I know talking is like a stoic person, and you know she's very calm and collected under pressure. But Chisato's different. She's never met a girl like her before, and she's never gonna meet a girl like her ever again. It's like I would still, yeah, go ahead, go save the licorice girls. I'm still going after this fucker. Like I, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck at this point. Like I can't lose you, and uh, it just, it's, yeah. I find it hard to believe uh, that talking I was able to get it under control. Yeah, it's like they dehumanized her by making her personality of Chisato is the only thing that can calm me down no matter what, even if it's to save Chisato. If Chisato tells me not to, then okay. Yeah, I just... Uh, I see your point. Yeah, I kind of don't like that. I, I, I'd I rather Takina be her own character and not so, like, because Chisato's this, then I have to be this. It's like, Takina can be her own person too, and if she wants to kill someone... Uh, for her own means, then you know, she should be allowed to venture into that kind of headspace. Mm-hmm. So, so what well, actually leads me to the next thing that we talked about, which was okay, if Sato is gonna live, because we have a lot of things left open. Yoshi's still mm-hmm. running around, still which alive. is connected to Chisato's story. Um, so my theory for next episode is basically, um. Okay, well, there's a lot actually. <laughs> we talked, <laughs> we talked a lot, but um, Majima um, Chisato. We already know Chisato dominates Majima in a fight if she's not blinded. So yep. they're not going to fight. They're just going to talk, and they're going to try to um, find oh. common ground. I, I actually do still believe that Majima could be an ally um, yep. if Chisato and him can find something in common with each other. Uh, maybe the Allen Institute being their common enemy. I, we still don't fully understand Majima. I think this is the time to for him to just talk and explain himself more. Um, but after that, um, things settle down. We go back to life. Um, Jisato maybe reopens up Likoriko to uh, say, hey, in the end, I want to actually just work in the place that I love and die here. And uh, then they get a knock on the door as they open. And it's secretary lady. She leaves a box. And it says on it from Yoshi, I was wrong. And he opened Jobs of the box and it's his heart. And that's how we get season two. Yeah. When when you yeah. when you when you explained that to me, I was like, Oh yeah, for sure. But then like at the same time, I just find it so hard to believe Yoshi would do that just because of how he's been. Then again though, we have no idea who the fuck this guy is like he is so mysterious even to this final episode of his Mm -hmm. motivation to be who he is you don't put the heart that chisato needs inside of yourself and risk your own life now unless you have some kind of grand purpose or this unrelenting motivation in mind and yeah this guy's fucking crazy if so (laughs) yeah i didn't picture him to be some kind of psycho like yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, Jesus. what? This guy's crazy. Uh, so the way you, you're you going to end it to get into season two, that that to me is like the only way to save Jasato to get into the season two, where it's just like, it's hard for me to see a season two because of who he is. Just, this guy is just so fucking, 
fucked up that it's like to give up the only thing that is needed to save Chisato. It's like he could have done that to begin with. Like, why grow a conscience <sighs> now? It's like, and if he does grow a conscience in the final episode, man, that reason better be fucking. It better be worth it, you know. Like, it better be like monumental, yeah, yeah. not just like a he's walking down uh to his building or whatever and then he just thought he just thinks about chisato and thinks about the happy face chisato had as a kid he's like i don't want to i don't want to take that that smile away and then just uh secretary let's pull out this heart and 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 change it like i i don't i don't want that i'd rather chisato die than to have that kind of reason uh be the case where he just uh he just decided like all of a sudden that he loves chisato he doesn't want her to die or Mika kills Yoshi, and Mika's like, Chisato can never know, and writes a note as Yoshi, like Lance said. That'd be and pretty. Chisato's like, oh, that's wow. better. That's a lot better. That'd be freaking good. Because the last time we saw Mika, Mika was would. just watching yeah, the helicopter watching as they flew away. Yep, yep, yep. And I find it, I find it Yoshi? weird. <laughs> yeah, I I find it really weird that like him and Chisato like. Uh, suited up together yeah but uh, he didn't weeks actually ago. do anything but he didn't go do anywhere. anything yeah he just dropped her off and then like did, did the thing i was like why'd you see that's so good that i don't think it's gonna well you know i was gonna say if this was a joron anime not in a <laughs> fucking snowball's chance in hell but uh-huh. licorice recoil could pull this off has proven that they know their characters and use their characters well enough and at the right times that I believe that they could pull something off like that. Yeah. Especially when Mika feeling so guilty about everything that has transpired with Chisato mm-hmm. to and do y- the ultimate. And Yoshi mm-hmm. was Double always down. like, Yoshi has like provoked Mika. Hey, yeah. you're the one yeah, teaching yeah. her to be a pacifist. Why don't you try killing me? Yeah. Cause I'm going to fuck with Chisato. This is your now. fault. This is yeah. all, yeah. just know that this is all your fault, Mika. So Mika's oh, way to get back at that is, I should have just done this from the start and killed you. Mika's going to kill the man he loves. It does seem like that, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? They were in the hotel. They were in the hotel yeah. together, naked. both bathrooms. Yoshi comes out, I'm done showering. Like, what is this, post or pre-sex shower? Like, what the fuck is happening? No, I need context. No, they sure, it's like all but said that these two were romantic with each other. I and must that's why Mika can't dads. bear to kill him. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be it's good. I, I'm, up. I'm so excited to see the season finale uh, with all the theories we thought of because this is pretty. Oh, be pretty I really wild. like that. I'm gonna be so disappointed when it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, nine anime down, one left at the top of the mountain. Uh, for the first time ever this season, and it's only because of an S rank. Uh, Call of the Night comes in at first place with just 43 points, just barely being out. Uh, our two shows tied at second place uh, below it. The grades, B plus from Lance, A minus from Plinchy, and then an S rank from myself. So this is my first S uh, of the season. Uh, and Damn, luckily, luckily that S get, pushed uh, Call of the Night to get that first place and is never going to get that ever again. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll start things off uh, since I had the S rank. Uh, for Call of the Night, this moment with uh, with Detective Lady, uh, was to me like when when I was reading Call of the Night for the first time, I was like, oh, this is just like the silly, 
uh, comedy, maybe a little bit of drama, maybe a little bit morality and stuff like that, but nothing too serious. No, no drama, uh, to, to be had. Cause, uh, you know, the author has written uh, Dagashikashi, where it's just like this fun mm. slice of life candy store with uh, these silly characters and they're just having fun. So I didn't see this, this guy have it in him to write this dramatic of a character, but this, uh, this detective is everything opposite of of Cole. Everything he thinks about how yeah. great vampires are, she is the antithesis of vampires. She absolutely uh, despises them without her being. So her introduction was so great uh, to 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 throw in for uh, pretty much the season two plot. Like I, I'm pretty sure this this is going to be the whole season two. Uh, him trying to figure out what vampires truly mean to him and what they truly mean to her as well. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. uh, she doesn't, doesn't do this just because it's fun or exciting or it's a job, you know, like a lot of vampire hunters are just doing it just because it's a, it's a gig. Like they know how to kill vampires and they just do it anyway. But she has a lot of history with vampires and she has a lot of animosity and, and feelings towards them. And uh, uh, it's really exciting to see. And just the whole scene in general, which is very, well animated just the them finding the vampire in the classroom and then all the colors are changing and him slobbering all over uh akari and everything like that because he's never had human blood before that was so well animated uh him coming out of the classroom attacking her but just the the scene where she pulled the the detective pulls down her shirt and you see the vein visible on her neck and then that's like what sets him off jumps over and then she just flicks the cigarette and just jumps backwards to give him like a like a t-pose hug kind of thing yeah I was just jesus like, fall yeah i was just like wow that is so nice animated just this like very slow motion movement and then just letting him uh bite her uh and he's just like Ugh, it tastes disgusting it just kind of like it feels it feels so cool to know that like not everyone's blood is tasty you know like there is some bad tasting blood out there. It's not just so easy for vampires to to bite anyone. Oh, is that so, the interpretation? Because I, I thought that it was uh, the old I drink a lot I of smear poison. garlic. Or I drink oh, poison yeah. and or something poisonous to vampires to just make myself a living anti-vampire weapon. It could be. Um, I, I don't remember exactly if, if, if she actually did something or not, but I remember like uh, Narukuse, uh, she always says like Cole's blood is the tastiest I've ever uh, had so there's like different flavors of blood so I always mm-hmm. stick it to like uh, there's some people that just don't have that tasty of blood and for this for this detective to have that you know it's just kind of like her theming like oh yeah I hate vampires a lot I also don't have blood that vampires don't like at all either uh, so it just kind of builds on case. that theme that's convenient she when he says uh oh, it tastes bad she goes oh you saying that confirms that you haven't had a proper meal in forever oh that could um, be it'd be his first time drinking blood i don't know if that means that vampires have to court in order to have tasty blood because ko and nanakusa they don't or at least ko isn't in love with nanakusa but they at least have consent and mutual grounds to like i'll let yeah, you suck like- my blood and maybe that makes it better because ko's like drink my blood bro i want to be a vampire so that might be why it's really tasty 
Yeah. But Could be. that's yeah, kind of like that, the vibes that I got from what she said. Yeah, that definitely fits the the, the idea of what they're trying to go with better. Uh, that That's for sure. So, but yeah, just... Uh, I was waiting for this moment just because I was just like, how how well is this going to be animated? How well is the voice acting going to be? Miyuki Shaoshiro as a, as the detective uh, lady, just uh, just just a plus uh, from her. I really felt like how how silly she can be at times. You know, she was just kind of like chilling with Cole at the restaurant. They were being like having mm-hmm. silly lines, but then the moment she got an inkling that he knew a vampire of any sort her whole mood changes and then her, her inflictions of her, of her lines were just so different, uh, which is yeah. like, it, it, it was great. I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, the detective lady, she, she was the reason I was just like, oh, I kind of want to keep reading this. Cause I was just kind of like, oh, this is going to be another Dagashi Kashi. I just went into the anime where I could just see the silly stuff that they do. And uh, it's going to be kind of wholesome. You know, he's going to uh, have all these vampires fall in love with him and they get to be a fun group together. But she is so, uh, not about that and she hates everything about what they do uh that it becomes yeah. a it almost becomes like a war uh between humans and, and vampires uh and he's stuck in between uh yeah uh to be either hey you join us with the vampires or you stay with your kind it's like what what are your choices and Cole realizes that he doesn't really know a lot about vampires he knows a lot about uh Nazina because you know it's her and he you know he's falling in love with her but you know, he doesn't truly know uh, the ramifications of uh, vampires and humans and how they interact with each other. And yeah, blown away when uh, when I read that the first time. Yeah, her addition really paints the whole picture. Just want to like call back to how so far yeah. we've only been really in the night. And as soon as she, she shows up, we're at dawn in the <laughs> yeah. morning. And we get the full like, she's obviously... Uh, the opposite of what Ko thinks of vampires, but she's not wrong. So we have yeah. this full painted idea of a vampire that there is good and there is bad. Yeah. So just like the sun coming up and her saying the shit that she says and Ko's like, holy shit. Fuck. I don't know shit. You're not wrong either. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's the that's the great part. It's just like no, one, no one's wrong in this situation. It's like it's how your perspective and how you see it and Cole realizes that his perspective is really narrow and he's uh-huh. gotta he's gotta start expanding it pretty quickly or uh he's gonna run into a lot more troubles, not with just the the detective the detective, but uh vampires in general. Uh so uh really interested to see how season two goes. I don't know if we're continue watching it here on the Wii Power Hour. Uh but uh I'm I'm definitely excited to see uh when season two comes about. Uh, okay, anything else for Call of the Night or any of the other anime uh, that we talked about tonight? No? Okay, let's wrap this up because uh, we are all out of time for this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for watching or listening uh, to this week's episode. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, follow, share, do everything you can to help support the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Uh, I it's, I feel like that's the only way we're, we'll really set a blaze as you guys watch the TikTok videos. So please watch the TikTok videos. Um, but other than that, uh, just a reminder, next next week's episode, uh, we're going to preview uh, the fall season. Uh, and we're going to change the format a little bit as well uh, for this upcoming season as well. 
uh, for this fall season. So uh, hopefully you guys will like it. But yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that uh, to see all the changes that we're going to do uh, for these uh, next season of anime. But other than that, uh, any last words, guys, before we head off for tonight? See you at the Dick Shape Building. <laughs> uh, Medusa! <sighs> Nabu. Penis Shape Building is right across the Medusa Building. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it is. The Penis Shape Building is always rock solid. Uh, okay, on that note, uh, same weep time, same weep place, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.